boom. Um, oh, you guys, sorry. This is, I'm having to do the, we're put, pushing the button myself. I push the button on the machine for the podcast. And then I have to walk over the microphone and put on the headphones and I'm winded. That can't be a good sign. I think um, this quarantine's got me out of shape. <laughs> okay, what do I, I'm still not used to hosting this alone. It's just a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of shit that has to be done. Ah, uh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> my brain, I just went, do I have to play the theme song? <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Jing, boop, 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 boop. Is that fucking annoying yet? Is that the soundtrack to your nightmares yet? Boop, 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 boop. I mean, is that what people use in the military to torture the enemy? Our theme song? Can you imagine? <laughs> Tell us who your boss is or we're going to keep playing on a fucking loop. Gosh. And then... uh a lot of people, I walk down the street now, people threw their masks. They're like, bop, bop, bop. So sorry if that's all gotten in your head, too. God damn it. <sighs> Hi, everyone. This is an oh, quick open. Quick, quick. Steve-O is on the show today, so I'm going to shut my whore mouth <laughs> because he's hilarious. Uh, we talked about all sorts of shit. He told hilarious stories about... Um, getting shit on his fiance when he proposed <laughs> that shit's still making me laugh uh we talked about addiction we talked we talked about everything um so i'm gonna i'm gonna get through this quickly so that you can listen to the interview you came here for um couple announcements hold on i wrote this shit down so i didn't forget it there's uh the the that's not six feet merch is up in the merch store on a humma website whitneycummings.com gov you know where to go for those of you that don't realize that's a joke that's not my website whitneycummings.com um and videos are going up on the youtube channel for this podcast god damn it i miss benton he's gonna be back soon even if it, we i honestly i'll get corona at this point if it means i get to have benton back here fucking doing all these announcements because i am horrible with logistics um uh whatever the merch is up on the site you know what to do <laughs> <laughs> I've been checking your checks. Nope. I've been checking your texts. I have a migraine, so I'm going to, and I just punched the microphone. Sorry for the misophonia people out there. Uh, I'm a little, my brain is um, pretty useless at the moment. So get ready for me to say a lot of words inverted and wrong. Um, I'm checking your texts. 818-239-7527. You guys are being very hilarious. You're sending me videos. You're sending me weird photos. You're sending me dick pics. Uh, I'm not getting any boob pics, which is a little bit surprising, quite frankly. Um, and this is super important that you guys text me. I don't want your data. I'm not mining your data. I'm not stealing your number or any of that shit. The idea is you text me at this number. I think you put in maybe your birthday and where you live. And with this whole rescheduling nightmare that Miss Rona has created, it's a great way for me to text you directly and let you know when a date is being rescheduled for because everyone's super confused about when the tour is rescheduled for, myself fucking included. I have dates in June. I I'm going to find out, I think, in like two days what dates are going to be rescheduled. We've rescheduled a lot of dates. So instead of blasting you guys on my social media and being super fucking annoying, uh, I can just text you 
uh, directly and tell you what's going on in your city so that you don't have to fucking listen to me talk about Orlando if you live in Sacramento or Dallas if you live in Austin or fucking Pensacola if you live in Portland. Like this way I can just text you directly, tell you what's what. And then you can always block me later if you want to. Um, I'm also taking like questions for the podcast. Um, I'm doing some Zooms with all my the people that text me. I'm setting that up. I'm going to do one not this Sunday, next Sunday with everybody. Um, so yeah, I mean, or don't. Fucking or fucking don't, dude. Or don't. I don't need you to text me. I'm just, do, I'm trying, I'm doing this for you. So if you don't, if you don't want my love, Fucking don't take it. <sighs> this quarantine's really got me. Got me on the edge. I think I'm nettled. I think I'm just, it's really starting to stick in my craw. I just, you know what it is? You know what it really is? I think my liver is done. I think I've pickled myself. I've been drinking hard kombucha truly, truly maybe three or four at night. This can't be good. Someone call Betty Ford. I woke up yesterday surrounded by cans, like empty cans. You know when you like <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night and walk to the bathroom and you just like kick a fucking can? That's never a good sign. That's not like a like like a cartoon drunkard in a Tennessee Williams play, like a fucking cartoon wino just waking up, take the blanket off and just cans fall everywhere. Fucking cartoon character. Yeah, that's me. I think I've pickled myself, uh, which is why my, my brain is not working so well. But I got to say focus because I'm digressing. I'm digressing. There's a couple things that that I do want to talk about. Get off my chest, so to speak, my brawless chest, <laughs> my chest, which has been without a bra for the past three weeks. Um Except when I sleep. Sometimes I wear a bra when I sleep because I'm now paranoid that my boobs are starting to fall. But anyway, that's well, it's in for another day. Um, I feel like I feel like the Instagrams, everyone's gone nuts. Everyone's lost their everyone's unhinged. Um, I get why, but we gotta pull it together. It's the cooking, it's enough already. But I think the thing is about the cooking on Instagram that's really starting to bump me. That's what we say in Hollywood and writers' rooms. That bumps me. The thing that's bumping me is that. There's a whole like glorification of men that are baking. Do you know what I'm saying? It's everywhere. It's like ubiquitous on social media. I, I guess that's what happens when you take sports away from men or like CrossFit and the gym and whatever they do, boxing. And men gravitate toward the thing inside the house that's the most dangerous, the thing that involves fire and heat. Like you won't go let us tackle each other and do violent, dangerous things outside. So I guess, oh, this thing involves knives. So men baking is a big, is a big thing. And I saw um, <laughs> it went viral, Jake Gyllenhaal. There was a, the headline literally said, Jake Gyllenhaal bakes sourdough bread. And it was like a billion likes and it was the whole thing. Like that to me is the most fucking sexist headline because to me, the headline is basically saying, Jake Gyllenhaal bakes sourdough. That translates to me as, Man does the least he can do. Man does a thing that's necessary for other people to survive. Let's give him a bunch of points. Why does a man why is a man cooking so impressive? You don't get points for baking bread. You don't get points for making something we all have to ingest three times a day. You don't get points for doing a basic skill. 
man bakes bread. That headline is just like, man provides a thing for once. Like how sexist are we that our bar is this low? Man is useful for once. Man, especially when it's rich, famous guys. It's like, he did a thing that usually his help does. Isn't he a hero? A man finally does a thing himself. Like, dude, why? Like, Ben Affleck walks his dog. Isn't that sexy? No, everyone walks their fucking dog. Yeah, pick up your dog shit. You don't get a fucking medal or trophy for that. You don't get, why, why is this like take over the internet? Every time a hot guy does a thing. I don't know. There's like Instagram feeds dedicated to men wearing glasses. Everyone's like, it's so hot. Like, <laughs> men wearing glasses, to me, that translates as man actually gets the medical help he needs. Man admits he has a weakness, solves it. Isn't that sexy? 100,000 followers. How low is our bar, guys? Let's raise the bar. Like, there's a whole Instagram feed dedicated to men reading books. It's like, oh my God, uh, I gotta rub one out to a man reading a book? Like, oh, a man is literate. What a catch. I don't know. It's, you know what? You know what it is? It's just, I, I get annoyed when, when we're sexist towards men and we disguise it as like it's very insidious sexism towards men is very insidious it's more like uh, just about we give men credit for things that they should just be doing anyway and infantilize them like he baked some bread oh what a baby just like dude yeah who okay anyone else Anyone else with me on that one? And this is where Benton would tell me that I'm wildly sexist and off base. The other day, Benton told me I had the frontal lobe of a man, of a dude, a bro. That's what he said. He said, you have the frontal lobe of a bro. I don't even know what that means. But the more I unpack it, the more my feelings get hurt. Um, I have a lot to talk about. I know we have to get to Steve-O, but I'm going to open my coffee here. <sighs> a little ASMR for y'all. Um, I'm texting with a boy because whatever i'm in quarantine and i'm reckless and i'm throwing grenades what is this thing where a guy texts a woman and calls her a young lady hey young lady what the fuck is that is that supposed to be hot or what, what am i supposed to think that i'm 37 years old why are you calling me young lady i know how i know what are you doing are you are you trying to trick me like are you trying to make me think that i that you think that i'm a young i mean i'm young i, I but i'm not not young enough to be called young lady. That now it's patronizing. I'm dating a guy. He's kind of younger than me, and he's like, "Hey, young lady, what is this? What is this? Is this like a daddy role play? What are we doing? What is this? Is this supposed to be hot? Because it's fucking. It's creeping me out. Am I supposed to be like, oh, he thinks I'm 20? I d I don't think you think that. You know how we all know how old I am. If you Google me. I'm on the internet. Everyone knows how old I am. Okay. I don't need you to. <laughs> you know what it is? I don't need you to call me young. I'm. I'm good with my age. Like, I don't need you to, I hate that shit. I hate, I hate anything that, like, you know, when you, um, like I have a truck car and whenever uh, I'll like drive up to a gas station or something, people will be like, big car for a little lady. I'm like, well, I'm 5'10". Like, what are you talking about? Like in, or when you like shake a guy's hand as if that's ever going to happen again. But back when we shook hands, ooh, strong handshake. Like what? 
I'm a big person. I'm a large person and I'm 37. Like, I don't need anyone calling me little. I don't need anyone call me young. Like, I know my dimensions and I know what year I was born. Like, what is this? What are we? What game is this? Are we in a sex game? Hey, little lady. Big car for a little lady. Like, what? 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 If I drove a mini, would someone be like, little car for a big lady? Like, what are you flirting? Like, I don't understand what's happening. Why do you need to even scan for my size or age? Like, I used to get in fights with guys about this all the time. When, a, when I'm in a relationship with someone and they come home, or anyone really, I'll fight with anyone. They don't have to be having sex with me for me to start a fight with them. <laughs> when someone's like talking about a story from work and they're like, well, I work with this, this young lady I work with. I'm like, why, why don't you just call her a woman? This woman I work with. Or you know what? Better yet, call her her name. This person I work with, Lindsay, like, why do you have to call her a young lady? Why do you have to bring her age into this in a vague way? I always find that weird. And when does someone stop being a young lady and start being a woman? I'm overthinking this. I realize that, but words matter, guys. Everything's starting to bother me. This is how I know I've been in quarantine for too long. Just everything's fucking annoying me. But dating a younger guy is not a joke. Like, if you're texting with, it's, because you know what, you know what it is? I don't even think it's younger guys. I just think I've been out of the game for a couple years, many years, and now I'm back in texting. And I think what I didn't know is that people only flirt with pictures now. Words are gone, which is maybe why I'm so obsessed with, with talking about words, because I miss them. They, it's all gifts now. The little gifts. It's gif. It's not jif. I'm not, I'm not even doing this. I'm not even having this conversation. They're called GIFs. Don't call them GIFs. Fuck out of here. But like, the, you know, the little moving pictures, like it's a little person moving or dancing or waving or whatever the fuck you get them in the thing, you know? That's it. Everything's through, which is like, I'll be like, hey, what's up? And he'll text back like Homer Simpson, like falling into the bushes. I'm like, what? I don't know what this means. Are you, are you, I haven't seen the scene of the show. What's, are, are you falling into a bush? Are you? Why are you sending me cartoons? Is this, is this just you're trying to tell me you're too young for me? Because I agree, frankly. Homer Simpson backing into a bush. What are you telling me? You're afraid of intimacy? What? You don't want to do? You, or, or you respond and then I always get back uh, the lady. You know, it's like a confused lady with the geometry in front of her face. Like there's math in front of her face. And I'm like, dude, what does this mean? I don't, I don't understand what this means. Is the math problem? Like I literally am the woman in that meme trying to figure out your fucking memes and gifts dude i'll be like hey what's up and he'll send me back like honey boo boo dancing i'm like what does this mean does it mean hello does it mean you want to hang out does this mean you're a pedophile i don't understand what's happening or oh there's a girl that has like buck teeth she's like in the backseat of a car and she's like a young and she's like looks really grossed out i'm trying to make the face i'm like what are you why are you sending me so many little mini videos of children it's fucking weird Dude, why, why have we decided all of a sudden that because of giffies and memes, sending photos of young children is just okay? All of us, it's, it, like it's not creepy because we've all agreed that we're sending the same pictures of the same children. If we were all sending individual photos of different children, it'd be very weird. That's a crime, that's illegal because we're all sending the same girl in the backseat with the buck teeth. Like we've, we're like, oh, it's fine. Like, stop sending me photos of random young babies. It's in, there's one of a girl dancing in a, um, like a tutu with like makeup on. She's like a pageant girl and she's like kind of humping the air. I'm like, dude, why have we agreed this isn't creepy? Why is this funny all of a sudden? 
why is this girl have on self tanner? I have questions. Whose child is this? I don't know, dude. I don't the, the I I over the I don't know about the gifts, dude. I don't know about them because I have questions. And who? Where do these children go? I, I mean, they're grown up now. I mean, half of these kids have been memes and gifts for ten fucking years now. They're fifteen. They're twenty years old. Are they famous? Are gif Are there like child star gif people? Like, do you just like? Go to a Wendy's and go, oh my God, that's the, that's the girl with the disgusted face in the back seat. Who the, her dad filmed her when she was on laughing gas from the dentist and he put it on the internet and she, that's her. Let's go say hi. Are you the girl with the buck teeth that I was sending to all my friends to imply that I was disgusted by something? Oh my God, can I get a photo? God, I hope that girl just punches everyone in the face. Imagine getting famous for that. What a nightmare. This, it's, I don't know. I just, I don't, I would like to see a signed release form from these children. <laughs> Are you the girl that was in, in the tutu humping the air that I used to send to people all the time when you were five without asking permission? Yeah, yeah, hey. Can I get a selfie? Nah, she's in rehab. We'll never run into her. Oh, this is another one. If you're someone very young, like, one, someone I'm texting with is quite much younger than me, and he sent me the one of Michael Jackson eating popcorn. You know, it's like Michael Jackson in a movie theater, like, from, a, from when Michael Jackson was, like, 20, like, eating popcorn really quickly. It's, like, a, it's a kind of pretty popular giffy, but I'm like, do you know what this means? Does this mean something different to me than it means to you? Like, is this to you just a black guy in a movie theater? Like, do you know this is Michael Jackson? <laughs> We might have we might have different reference points for this giphy. You see a black guy at a movie theater eating popcorn in a red leather jacket. I see a crime. <laughs> I have a pretty different reference point for this person than you do. Like he like this is back when he was black. Like what are we doing? Okay. That's going to get me in trouble. Whatever, it's fine. I just don't I don't know. And there's the one of Raven Simone chewing gum real fast. Like, he'll send that out of nowhere. I'm like, what is that? What? You're on Adderall? What's this supposed to mean? You're having meth withdrawals? Stop. Just can you just say hello? Oh, and there's Rihanna driving and then the window goes down. I'm like, what does this even mean, dude? I don't. You think I'm a bitch? Just call me a bitch. I'm fine with clear communication. I really am. Okay. And also, these better not be eating up my fucking memory. I feel like since I've been sending giffies and get giffies, I feel like I'm, my computer, my phone's running slower. That's just a conspiracy theory I'm working on. <sighs> anyway, I need to move on. I've spent too much time on that. We need to get to Steve-O. I realize that. Um, thank you for sending your voicemails. Everyone's being very kind. Everyone's being kind. I'm noticing a lot of kindness. The silver lining of the new normal is people are being kind. I mean, look, I do I do have a little bit of a qualm with the charity stuff. I'm, I shouldn't, you know what, fuck it. Fuck it. What, are you going to cancel me in a quarantine? Good luck canceling a comedian in a pandemic. See what you got. Louis special aired. No one said a fucking thing. Pandemics really just kind of control the news cycle, don't they? <laughs> um, call TMZ. See if they give a fuck about what I say on my podcast. Um, no, I, you know what it is? I just, I'm noticing something that is... Uh, tacky and it's that i just feel like i'm seeing a lot of fundraisers i'm participating in a lot of fundraisers and i'm happy to i'm proud to but i'm seeing a lot of 
millionaires ask for money. And I, and look, I know they're raising awareness and they have big platforms. I guess I just, I personally would like to know how much you donated. Like, I, myself included, by the way. When I did the Comedy Store one, I said straight away, I'm donating $5,000. Before I ask anybody to donate any amount of money, I want you guys to know that I am donating because this feels very weird. Feels very weird. For, for I just... Being famous isn't your donation. I just want to make sure that having a platform tagging the charity helps, but I just want to make sure people know that their selfie doesn't count as a donation. You still need to give that cash money. Am I a bad person that I'm suspicious? I mean, do we think these celebrities are donating? I don't know. I see a lot of celebrities saying they're partnering with a charity. They're participating in a telethon. But where's your is the okay. What's the check? I want to know what your check, the numbers on your check. That's what I guess I just, I, you know what I'm realizing? I need proof. I guess I'm that bitch. I need proof. Sorry. I'm an asshole. I'm suspicious. I have doubts. Oops. Like, you know that tagging the charity is not a donation. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying when celebrities are like, any amount counts, you guys, even $5. But that's not what you donated. You donated, you donated more than $5, right? Because you're in a Gucci sweater and I know how much it costs because I've seen it and it's not even on fucking sale. So if you're wearing a $5,000 sweater, I better hope that you're donating. Not just with your post. Also, I feel I feel like I feel like a lot of celebrities, I shouldn't laugh about this, but I feel like a lot of celebrities are just using charities as an excuse in a way to get back on their bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like a lot of celebrities, because it's very tacky and gauche right now to like post like a selfie by the pool, like with your marg. But if they tag like partnering with hashtag feeding America, like you're allowed to be back on your bullshit, like it cancels out your shallowness or something. I just want to make sure you guys aren't exploiting the very cause you're pretending to help in order to get back on that bullshit. That's all I'm saying. Let's let you know what? I think charities I think charities need to realize how much power they have. I think charities should start charging celebrities to tag them. I said it. Charge them. They're I feel like celebrities get more out of this charity thing than the freaking charities even do because it helps their brand, helps them elevate their brand and pretend they're not fucking monsters. I mean, the biggest assholes I know align with charities constantly. And I'm not even, you know what? I'm not even sure they're donating. I'm just going to say it. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. And I think they're using the charity to make themselves seem like a better person than they are. I said it. I said it. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Charge them. Myself included. If a celebrity wants to donate to your cause or post about your cause, you should say, great, write me a check for $50,000. You can then post about the charity on your Instagram. And then you're not asking people who just lost their jobs in a pandemic to donate because they have enough fucking problems right now. So, yep. These people already donated to you by going to see all your fucking movies and shows. So they've done their part. If you donate, that's a donation from all of all of the world because they've supported you, which is why you have a mansion. I know. I just felt I felt ooky. I felt ooky being a part of all of these 
sort of telethons and donation things and being like, wait, I hope people know that we're donating. Are we? We're donating, right? This feels weird. This feels awkward. I don't know. Makes me feel yucky. But I ref- I do not want to participate in any charity live streams where I don't actually donate. And I feel the need to tell the audience I'm donating just so they know. And if you guys just want to watch and participate, that's cool. No need to donate because we got it. It's our job to entertain you, not to fucking be hucksters trying to shake you down for money you fucking might not have right now because you don't know when you're going to be able to go to work again. <sighs> that is actually a perfect segue. <laughs> to our word of the pod because I decided I'm going to get back to the word of the pods. I've been slo- I, I haven't been sloppy. I just feel like we've been all over the place. I've had my therapist on the show. I had Dak Shepard on the show last week. We, I've been doing these Zooms. Like I just have not, it hasn't made sense to do the word of the pods except uh, just because there's a pandemic does not mean our vocabulary should suffer. So the word of the pod, I feel like is, pr- I'm Googling it right now, which is why there's a little delay here. Uh, the word of the pod, I decided this week is ideal for what I think is going on a little bit in the world. The word is... Chicanery. Chicanery. Such a great word. Listen to that. Chicanery. Why is she whispering it? Dictionary.com is like oddly sexual. Chicanery. 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 Jesus, that's really fucking sexual. Chicanery is the use of trickery to achieve a political, financial, or legal purpose. Lots of chicanery happening right now, or chicanery. Like, I'm here, I'm seeing a lot of chicanery from the media, from politicians, from celebrities maybe even. That's fucking chicanery. To post about a charity, not actually donate yourself, to try to benefit your own reputation and hoodwink people into thinking you're a good person, that's fucking class A chicanery. Okay? I'm not very good at these. You know what I was actually thinking? I was thinking that you guys, since you're my only friends at this point. Oh, sorry. I turned my Wi-Fi off and now like everyone's fucking texting me, Jesus. Um, I want you guys to start using the word of the pods in a sentence and tagging me or texting me videos and I'm going to start playing yours. So from now on, the word of the pod section, you guys are going to do all the work. Thanks so much. Text me 818-239-7527. You know it. Uh, and send me examples, like like chicanery in a sentence. And then you guys put in a sentence, send it to me. I'll play it on the podcast because I suck at coming up with like chicanery in a sentence. I'm sick and tired of all the chicanery going on in politics. Like that would be a good way to use the word chicanery. Um, but I'm sure you guys are way more clever than me. Um, all right. Enough of that chicanery. Let's get to the advice of the pod. We haven't done one of these in a while. And I'm going to get back to doing this regularly. Um you know, this is a weird one, and I tried to figure out a way to word it well. Um, the advice of the pod this week is actually something that if you guys are looking for some reading to do, it's in a book called The Tools by Phil Stutz and Barry Someone. Um, the Tools, it's a red book. I think I've talked about it on the show uh, before, but I'm kind of just like in quarantine thinking about all the things I want to be doing that I can't be doing. I want to be touring. I want to be fucking making a TV show. I want to be seeing my friends in person. I want to be doing the podcast in person. And I realized I was spending a lot of time obsessing about the things that I'm not getting that I want. And there's this tool in the book, The Tools, uh, hence the title, that's called Reversal of Desire. So when you want something, 
to not happen or to happen. We're all so scared of getting corona right now. Um, we're also scared of getting our friends sick. We're also scared of our family members getting sick, right? Or when are we going to go on tour again? When are we going to go to a concert again? When are we? Gonna, we're just so full of fucking fear all the time. And I think the media is definitely not helping uh, at the moment. But it's about craving the thing you fear the most, and that actually deactivating your fear's ability to control you. It's called reversal of desire, reversing your desire, right? So. I don't want to get cheated on, right? I don't want to get lied to. I don't want to get stolen from. I don't want to not be able to pay my rent. I don't want to my shows to get canceled. Fear of not liking someone. I don't want this person to not like me. The person liking me or not is irrelevant. The show getting canceled or not is irrelevant, right? The craving and the fear of the thing not happening is actually way worse than if the thing actually happened. That's kind of the point, right? So let's say I really want to get um, Jenny's approval, right? I'm so afraid this person's not going to like me. I'm so afraid this person's not going to like me. That's what's controlling me. That's what's causing me the pain and the suffering, right? Is the obsessing over whether I'm going to get the thing or not. Let's just pretend I didn't get the thing. She doesn't like me. There's actually a weird piece in just going craving that you get the thing you fear the most so you can get over that anticipation. So I'm going to read this uh, verbatim. This is sort of about the tool. So the reversal of desire, this force derives its almost magical powers by taking advantage of what we call the secret of pain. When you move towards pain, it shrinks. On the other hand, if you try to avoid pain, it grows into a monster that pursues you. We fear pain on a primitive life and death level. To overcome that fear, we need an equally primitive emotion, desire. So to overcome pain, you must desire it. When you desire something, you move toward it and the pain shrinks. Isn't that awesome? For most of us, desiring pain is completely unnatural. So that's why this tool comes in. You start to desire the very thing that you fear so that the pain shrinks. Is that making sense? Okay, because the avoidance of pain is essentially the biggest part of it, right? So if I'm worried about being cheated on, you say, I want to be cheated on. Bring it on. Bring that shit on. I'm going to get cheated on. I fucking give it to me. And then you're able to like go, ah, I would survive. I'd be okay. It's the fear that's controlling me, right? I may never be able to go to work again. Fuck it. Yes, I won't. I'm not going to be able to tour this year. Fucking great. Like, I don't think that's what's going to happen, by the way, but it's at least going to deactivate my heartbreak. It's going to deactivate my obsession with the impending pain. Does, does that make sense? I wish Benton was here to tell me if I was making sense or not. It's just essentially about craving the thing you fear the most and then having the fear dissipate so that you can move through it. You can't control if it's going to happen or not, but you can control whether you obsess over it or not. So if you just walk through the worst case scenario, it'll dissipate the fear. It'll dissolve that trepidation and anticipation and obsession with future and pain because all, all future pain, all we try to do is avoid pain, right? That's what life is. Just avoiding pain, avoiding pain, right? It's just like making the shoe drop so you're not waiting for it to drop. Does that make sense? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get fired. Bring it on. Fucking fire me. Let's go, bitch. Fire me. Then what? Okay. Whew. Is there something relieving about it in a way, just walking through your worst fear because then you're able to kind of deactivate. That's the word I like. And this is not chicanery. This is true science. 
I did this a lot a couple of years ago when I was in a bad relationship and my biggest fear was the person leaving. Uh, and when I'm obsessed with losing something that I think I can't live without, you just like imagine living without it. And you're like, yeah, I would fucking survive. This is a total mirage. I'm just hallucinating that this is going to level me. And it's fucking not. We're going to get through this. Um, we cannot control whether something bad happens or not, but we can control whether it possesses us until it happens. Does that make sense? Um, and also most of the things that I've spent the most time worrying about haven't even fucking happened. <laughs> it's the story of my life. Um, anyway, I hope that's making sense. Send me DMs. Let me know if it's making sense. Uh, if you get the tools, um, send me the chapter that that's in. I couldn't find it. I had to look it up online. But that way I can share it with everybody. Um, the reversal of desire tool. Let me know it makes sense. Um, I'm checking your DMs because I have that kind of time right now. So tag me in stories or whatever the fuck and uh, let me know how this tool worked for you. Um, oh, the thing I learned this week, I'm, I'm going to get back on that. I feel like everybody's so bombarded with information right now about Corona and strains and fucking vaccines and antibodies. Like everyone's probably at capacity on like learning a lot of shit this week. But I did want to share with you guys something. I have been seeing a lot of snakes. Everyone's like, nature's back. The swans are back. Yeah. Not only the cute animals, also the fucking scary as fuck ones. So in my holler behind my house, I have snakes truly everywhere. Um, so I got super into looking up snakes and which ones uh, bite and which ones don't. I, dude, fucking, I got in a wormhole about black mambas. Those motherfuckers, dude. First of all, I don't think anyone knows how snakes move. Can you explain how snakes move? If so, I'd like to hear it because I was on YouTube for about two and a half hours and no one seems to be able to understand how snakes move from point A to point fucking B. They seem to make little divots that they then bounce their bodies off of, but, but doesn't add up. Not, doesn't seem like anyone has any fucking idea how snakes move. And because it's so terrifying, no one will admit that we have no fucking clue how snakes operate. They bounce off their ribs. Like no one, everyone's like, they use their ribs and the centripetal force and the torque of the, I'm like, dude, we don't fucking know. The scariest motherfuckers on the planet are sliding around at 20 miles an hour and we don't know how. And we cannot, if we admitted we didn't know how, we would careen into an existential crisis. So we just have to fucking... Fake it till we make it with these motherfuckers. Reversal of desire. 101. Snake chicanery is at peak. Peak high right now. Okay? These motherfuckers, dude. I was looking. Black mambas. They are the most deadly snakes, right? They can go 14 miles an hour and 20 miles an hour faster than most people can sprint. And it can raise a third of its body off the ground. These motherfuckers can stand up. They fully stand up. Snakes can walk, dude. What are we doing? Why are we worried about murder hornets? Snakes in Africa are walking around like fucking they're just at the airport looking for their gate. What are we doing? Dude, black mambas. They are so deadly. I think they can kill someone in two bites. I wrote all this down. Oh, also, dude, fucking yo, they also move sideways? Huh? Did you guys know snakes just move sideways for out of fucking nowhere? Just black magic? Just Wiccan witchcraft? Huh? 
Dude, just when you thought you fucking were like, okay, if I'm in front of a snake, it can move at me. No, it can move sideways. These motherfuckers don't give a fuck. Sorry, I'm cursing too much. Apologies. Oh, yeah, black mamas. They can kill humans with two drops of venom. Dude, what? In what world? Anyway. Anyway, let's end on snakes. <laughs> let's end on my <laughs> full emotional spiral with back mambas dude they're but they're also cute as like their faces are so cute their faces are so dumb they're just like mm. look up a black mamba it's pretty cute but also can kill you with two drops of venom so back the fuck up. um oh okay last announcements before we get to steve-o oh god now i'm sweating just thinking about snakes jesus that really stressed me out um masks are on sale now let's say that's not six feet because a lot of people don't know what six feet is. I'm seeing a lot of people out there. I have my mask on and they're just all up on me trying to snuggle in the grocery store. I'm like, dude, that's not six feet. I want to say it, but I also don't want to be rude. So it's on the mask. We have t-shirts that say that's not six feet so that you can just be very non-verbally aggressive, set boundaries with our merch, okay? And my proceeds of the merch are going to Feeding America. I'm not just saying it for the clout. I'm happy to post the receipt, quite frankly. Oh, we also are, <laughs> there's also a tour shirt uh, on the merch site that, because remember we were selling all those tour shirts about all the cities we were going to? Remember when that was supposed to happen? Remember when I planned a tour for a year and it all got canceled? Um, cool, reversal of desire. I want it to get canceled. Cancel it. Bring it on, motherfucker. Bring on that black mamba. Come on, get me right in the Achilles heel. Ugh. Maybe one bite, not two, though. Um, I uh, made a tour shirt that <laughs> instead of cities like Dallas, you know, Houston, Chicago, New York, L.A., it's just like living room, bedroom, bathroom, <laughs> side porch, front porch. <laughs> like, just like, that's been my tour for 2020, just going from the kitchen to the bathroom to my office. <sighs> Home office, not office office. I'm a comedian. I don't have an office because I don't have a real job. Um, Anyway, so yes, my all my proceeds are going to Feeding America. Um, I miss Benton. He's going to be back soon. We're going to figure out a way to make sure he's on uh, next week. We're going to do it. I, I think we're we're going to be six feet apart. We've both been quarantining. We've both been very safe. I think we're ready to bring Benton back. If he was here, he would say subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube. These go on YouTube. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Uh, what else would he say? Uh Give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, and download, oh, uh, subscribe to the pod and subscribe. This is Texas. This is not Nashville where he's from. Uh, subscribe to the website. Nope. The YouTube channel. That's what he says. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment, like, subscribe, share. And then I would go, don't ride elephants. Don't touch lions or tigers. It's all abuse and you're an angel and you don't want to be a part of that. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy Steve-O. I hope everyone's staying safe and sane and I love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. <coughs> Good? All right. Let's start out on that dry cough.
Let's, <laughs> let's open the show with a dry cough. I'm like Baba Booey, man, with the fucking throat clearing all the time. It's the worst. It's like the pandemic is not the time to be clearing your throat. I know. Lux told me, look, my girl Lux told me about a meme she saw. It said, I used to cough to cover up my farts. <laughs> now I fart to cover up my cough. Now I queef, fart, any, anything I can do. I yell cunt, anything to cover up the fact that I'm coughing. If you got right. cough, people look at you like you just yelled the N-word. Right. You're just like, right. Jesus, why is it so bad? I think bad? that in, in what I just perpetrated was a, a different style of cough. It was more of the, the annoying throat clearing business. But you and smoked. You used to smoke. I did. did. I used to smoke. I think what, what destroyed me more than anything was uh, huffing nitrous oxide. That'll do it. I did that. Uh, <laughs> that, that goes into your... your <clears throat> throat i honestly i don't know like what all is actually the reason for why my voice is such a disaster i think uh, it's hot you're the janice joplin of the comedy world well, well i'll take it i'll take it and i definitely in my uh my journey of recovery you know, as we go, we take an inventory of the different things that really bother us. Please you know? look in the camera whenever you talk about recovery. Okay. Look into your camera. Okay. My journey <laughs> of recovery. <laughs> well, I mean, I, we're supposed to address things in a certain yes. way, but in any yes. case, like we we make we we, uh, we make inventory yeah. of uh, of resentments, of fears, of uh, you know, of of like harm done others. Things you need to apologize for, right? Amends. And uh, on my fear inventory, like it, it was a big thing, like. Uh, Two two things was like you know I'm afraid of like the you know the reality of my deteriorating appearance and and my my shitty deteriorating voice, and uh, I'll just say I'd go ahead and say my sponsor he said well you know he said I think you said your voice you kidding me it's kind of trademark you know he said it's kind of trademark and as far as your appearance goes I hate to break it to you <laughs> but you were never really like popular because you were good looking. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it wasn't quite that that got you where you are it was more your just like reckless willingness to shove shit up your ass <laughs> you know? like let's be clear about who you are and what you're about and that helped a lot like wait a second <laughs> yeah wait. But here's what i will say not to disagree with your sponsor who clearly knows what the fuck he's talking about i think my friends and I always thought you were hot. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think that was always sort of a part of your appeal, if I may. Well, thank you. Your, I, I your appreciate Your reckless uh, disregard for your body and health made you even hotter to us girls that had bad childhoods. Well, I, I, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> uh, and, and we have so much to get into. I know. I don't I even wanna... know where to start. But I also, I do need to, I start every episode of the podcast asking the guest with no weighing in from me, are we friends? I would say so. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say I would say we are absolutely friends, and um, I remember the first time we met. It, it was uh, outside the Hollywood Improv. This wasn't that long ago. Nope. It wasn't that long ago. Oh wait, sorry. No, the first time we met, you were with. Uh, it was at the George Lopez show, and we had a mutual friend in an old uh, rep of yours. I blacked that out. Right. We met at the George Lopez shows, which they kept just like 
prohibitively cold. It was so uncomfortable to be in that fucking studio. Everybody tries to emulate what David Letterman did, what David Letterman's whole psychology was audiences are going to stay awake if you keep the studio at 60 degrees. So everybody always put their studio at 60 degrees because they wanted to be like Letterman, and it's just like a nightmare for everyone. It was the worst. It was the worst. I've never experienced a studio that cold. But in any case, they want your nipples to be out when you come out (laughs) into your stand-up set. Also, please don't Google my set on that because I I say midget like forty times and I'll get canceled. (laughs) Oh, I had a discussion with Wee Man on my podcast about the M word. Yeah, and and whether or not it was. like, you know, with the progression of political correctness, if, like, retroactively it was a problem to have thrown that word around so much. Yeah, you're supposed to call them toddlers now. <laughs> I'm actually more offended by the the politically correct term little people because it's so fucking inherently belittling to it's, say, like, you know, you're a little bit, there's nothing fucking, like... And you, little is so, like... Little. Like, you say, it's yeah. so you're little, you're small. Yeah. You're... Right, I think that's more offensive to me. But in any dwarf case... Dwarf was floating around for a couple dwarf, of years. Dwarf, dwarf was... And, and I think Dwarf is actually... It's a little, ma- it's, it's it's a little ad- magical, though. Right, but but uh, but technically, it's called dwarfism mm. in uh, in, right. in in a, a scientific sense. So I think that dwarf would would be the ticket. Okay. Um, in any in any case, um, we met at the George Lopez show, and that uh, wasn't really much of an encounter to speak of. But I was probably unconscious and scared and trying to get your approval, so I probably don't remember anything. That was I, I, I was in recovery, so it, I, it, I don't even. I think that it was your this this rep who's since you know there's been distance between you guys. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I think it was more of an encounter between me and him, and you just happened to be with him. Copy that. Copy that. Right, but but. But in any case, uh, we met, I was coming out of, uh, I guess we were both coming out of the Hollywood Improv. Yes. I had my bicycle and we just then right. started chatting on, this, on the, the sidewalk. And for me, like, t- to, uh, I always have felt a little bit weird about doing stand-up in L.A. You know, like, for some reason, like... I don't know, because I because I came from another arena of entertainment. I almost feel like oh, am I going to be like accepted? Like there's just this like sort of social awkwardness yes. that I have in yeah. the stand up scene in L. A. And I've been on tour for for so long. I feel like man, I'm like always. I, I hardly like am hurting for stage time to go try right. stuff. So I don't know. Like now I've got more of a model and. Like when I'm putting together a new hour, like I totally do it, you know, at the local spots. Yeah. And that was what I was doing at the time. But I just couldn't believe because you were so nice to me. It was just like, wow, like you were just like here. We, I just felt like, man, like Whitney Cummings, like, whoa, you know, I'm like, like imp- I'm impressed. And like we just started, sort of just chatted. It was the same thing with me. And I think for I'm also to point and like I follow you on social and whatever. And I always know don't take this the wrong way and I'll try to not take it the wrong way. <laughs> when you meet another comic and you see each other and you're instantly like family and there's no like sexual weirdness, there's no di- like we're going to date or flirt. It was like, yo, we're just like homies. We're just equals. It's the best feeling in the world to make a best friend like right away. You know what I mean? Well, right on. I, I was just super we're like, let's hang out next week in Toronto. And we, you know. Right, well, yeah. Then uh, what, you posted that you were going to be doing a, a show in, in Vancouver for Just for Laughs. Yeah. And I was like doing a show in the same fucking theater like the next night. And yeah. I was like, yo, I'm going to be there. And uh, 
boom, we ended up. Uh, and then I kind of was like, I wait to reserve to see how friendly I'm going to be able to be with someone until I meet their partner. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, God, what if his girl's whack? Like, whatever. Dude, she is so awesome. She did. It's like. I don't know how you scored this. I don't know what. I mean, no offense. It, it's uh, it, it's it's an absolute fact that because your any, girl is a girl's girl. You know, women know right away. Anybody who has met my girl, who 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 really cares about me, who has a close relationship with me, universally, they all. The consensus is that I am a better version of myself because I am with her. So cool. Like it's and 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 everybody passionately loves my girl because we all have friends who they're in a relationship with just yes. just a someone where you're like oh someone God. that doesn't challenge them someone that's not their equal we've all been there we've all been in, right. in a place where we weren't cooked enough to be with an equal or someone that had self-respect right you know um how long have you been together and were you together before you proposed we just past uh three years we met on january 7th 2017 nice our first kiss was february 5th of 2017 that was we, like a month we dated responsibly for a month really uh-huh yeah no. i have like a history with uh no kissing but did you have sex before that we, <laughs> we, we, the same day we kissed for the first time we also kissed each other's peepees <laughs> 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 Why is pee pee so much grosser? You know, it, it makes me think of your dick as like a baby, like a, right. a, a tiny baby. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> so did you know right away? Like, this is someone that I'm not going to be sloppy with. This is someone that I want to pace. Well, with yeah, because I mean, like, I just I could say comfortably that you know from certainly like the age of 11 when i got my first motley crew album i aspired to be a sex addict yeah <laughs> you know i wanted like i loved motley crew because of yeah. just sex drugs and rock and roll yes. and that was what I, I wanted to be a fucking rock star and i didn't care whatever the shortest distance was between me and partying like motley yes. crew if it involved shoving things up my ass i didn't fucking care because that's what I, that's how i want to live right i want to be the center of attention and i want to just live the life of fucking of debauchery i want to wet my pee pee yeah <laughs> and 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 i mean that was uh that was how, how it went down really i mean that was what i aspired for, you know to be and um sex drugs and rock and roll like all basically turned on me but the sex was it's a more insidious thing because yes. here i was on tour doing uh you know and, and to this day i've, I've done you know i've been doing stand-up on tour for for just about 10 years yeah amazing. and and um and still religiously after every single show you know before i walk off stage i i, I tell the, the the audience that i will not go anywhere i will not do anything until i take a photo with every single audience member who wants one awesome and i have it set up so that i take the photos myself with the uh with the like a point and shoot camera that's real fast and i pop up bum 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 and then i upload them to my site because also no offense you guys we love you but you don't know how to use your camera phone right it's you the just, fucking worst you and then you don't get a good photo the picture and, looks like dog shit and it looks 
just like dog shit. You're out of focus. Like you get nervous. They wait, and, they wait until they get up. They wait until they they get to you in the line, and, and then, then and then they turn to someone else and say, "Oh, can you take this?" And that person doesn't know how to fucking work their and phone. And then it's like we're taking a video and we're calling <laughs> right. your mom and we're Facetiming right. people. And also, I like, get dope photos for everybody. We want you to get home and your photo to actually be good. Yeah, right for sure. Yeah, and and, and I upload. I'd like with, within ten to fifteen minutes of me taking the last photo. They are already available to you at my website. So great. And so I do great. it myself. Yeah. But this whole process, which I still do and I still believe in it, I think it's so self-serving. It's like grassroots promotion to yeah. send everybody home with a picture. I wonder <clears> how <throat> this is going to affect meet and greets, this pandemic situation. Right. I mean, th I think that the meet and greet is the least of the concern. The concern is everybody packed into the actual theater yes. or club. I think we're going to be doing every other <laughs> row for a while. I think we might have some glass parties. So funny that you're in the, you're in the row business. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> but the fucking worst thing is that it, that, that it was, it, it was, it was like the fucking week before this pandemic shut everything down yeah. that my agent called up to say basically congratulations no more comedy clubs we'll for you you have graduated which by we're the way we're not booking any more comedy clubs and then the fucking this happens but uh, clubs <laughs> are the greatest thing in the fucking world clubs are how you get so good clubs are how you get out there and you're really able to feel people's response and you're really able to connect like I miss clubs you know doing theaters is like kind of an ego thing and you want to show everyone you can sell out theaters but you get in there and you're like god i can't even see those people back there right except for the fucking grind i used, I used yeah. to do the first uh you know the first like seven or eight years i would do the thursday through sunday thing. yeah that's how you get better that's the gym and then uh and, and that's why people by the way if you had gone straight to theaters comics really wouldn't have liked you <laughs> <laughs> Smart move, right? Um, but then, but then, I, you know, when I got in with Lux, and, and and the whole point of the talking about the meet and greets was that for the first what, like uh, four or five years, mm -hmm. that meet and greet after the show, mm -hmm. as much as it was a function of of you know grassroots promotion, like yeah. the creating a connection with the fans, it did. Every one of those meet and greets was a glorified audition to see who the lucky lady was that would get to suck my wiener that night. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know that it's it, it how do you have uh, can I, how do you even have that conversation they come by it's pre-pandemic when you could just suck anyone's dick you wanted <laughs> without a 14-day quarantine <laughs> just remember you got to put a little hole in your mask and right. go down on that uh, dick. It, i mean how would it go down i mean I, it would just be like uh it's a hat like you half the time it. half the, the time the chick would just give you her number or like or mm -hmm. like whatever and he would just be like oh hey you know like yeah you know s s tweet me <laughs> you know or like whatever or like yeah. or like hey yeah. you know uh oh, dude you should write down your number like i mean however yeah got it, it, got it, got it, it got was it. it didn't it was never like uh smooth <laughs> you know but you're not looking for some romantic you would never me you know um and and I, i'm not like i'm not proud to even like characterize myself as as that way it's just a reality of, of how it was you yeah. know but as i so like when, when it would have been, I remember that a couple things happened. Uh, I, I was in Atlanta doing the punchline and Chris DePetta, mm -hmm. he was like, dude, cause my whole act was about, 
uh, it was about, it was just blue. And like, the, I started out in comedy with all just like, oh, I'm Steve O, the Jackass guy. And I'm going to tell you every like, you know, graphic and gratuitous, you yeah. know, groupy sex story. And it's going to be really funny. Because you've already sort of transcended this bar of extreme. Like, I, you know, I think about you, um, you know, when I see you do stand up, and I'm like, God, his fans have seen him do so much that he, do you feel this pressure to have to deliver something uh, so shocking, something so so the, the, the pressure I think I put on myself mm -hmm. more, more than anything but yeah I would have like a bit where it's like yeah you know like I couldn't believe it I was like in a situation with three different chicks you know and like it becomes evident that they're all gonna like you know take turns like going down on me and I'm terrified because I'm gonna like and the, the, the first one starts and like she's doing like way too good of a job so I shove her off and I go to the next one and thank god that one was just started chewing on my dick like <laughs> Like the toothiest blowjob of all time, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I needed that because now I'm I can last a little longer. So then, like, <laughs> wait, you know, I have never. Was like, I was like, this chick's fucking sucking my dick like a crocodile, and uh, and I've never been more grateful because <laughs> it was the only way I was able to hang in there for all three. I have never sucked a dick with my friends before. What is this? <laughs> like, are these? Are they just? Are they? Is and I feel like I'm already getting like that sense of disease that is where my where you know my fiance is going to be like, why the fuck are you telling these stories? <laughs> you know, like why why are you even doing this? So you know, like uh, it, but but so let me like just sort of make make it like for a reason that I'm describing it is that is that. I got to Krista Petta was like, yo, dude, this act of yours, it's 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 not fucking cool. You know, he's like, Yeah, maybe you're getting away with it now, but like at what age do you think, oh, and this chick's sucking my dick, uh, you know, like yeah, it's gonna just yeah. it's just gonna start, like you're gonna get to an age, like you're kind of already at an age, it's just not it's just not fun. it's just creepy and uncomfortable. And like, dude, you're better than that. Like you can do better material. You're smarter than that. Than that. Yeah, there's and, and he was right. And all and I was I was like at the time like when I'm 45 now at the time I was maybe 38 you know <clears throat> and uh, I, I feel like fuck I'm approaching 40 and like I'm just acting out sexually mm. you know like I'm acting out sexually and like the, then like it's just not a fucking good look it's not like the way to, to be happy in the long run yeah <clears throat> and so like and, and 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 I made myself a promise I was like okay I, I want to, in order to be happy, I subscribe to the idea that, that I need to learn how to be in a healthy relationship. So step one, working towards that is no more hooking up with random chicks on the road. Awesome. No more, no more acting out. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, fuck, I, I couldn't keep my promise. And this all became in real time. It became part of my act. I'm like, I made myself this promise. And then like the next stop on tour, there I was yeah. minding my own business yeah. in the titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, minding my own business, <laughs> calling the hooker. <laughs> right. I'm minding my own business in the titty bar. And this little dancer comes running over all excited and she shoves her butt in my face. And then the, right there, she's got my autograph tattooed on her butt cheek.
It's, it's almost your responsibility at this point. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it would be rude. It would be It'd wrong. It'd be inhumane. <laughs> right. It'd be verbally and emotionally abusive. Right. Not. Right. right. The and least so, you can do. Right. And so, like, the, and this was my experience was like, okay, so and then I got into therapy. You know, I, was, I got into therapy with the, you know, a the therapy that was like more like about that. You know, and it was, he was just like, okay. And I ended up like just full blown, like the approach of uh you know of recovery yeah you know it's like you know the full-on 12-step approach mm -hmm. to sex addiction and i just dove into it like i dove into it with drugs and alcohol i'm a snob about furniture i don't like most furniture you know me i really only like buying vintage tchotchkes from flea markets but i i'm obsessed with this brand they i'm just gonna read this little part because i i I'm going to say it's like very modern and fresh. This is my description of article furniture. Modern, fresh, like a little smidgen of rustic character and charm. Mm -hmm. And would you say undertones of mid-century modern classic? Which is That's a lot of adjectives, but yeah, I sure would say that. I think that it's it's a classic timeless. That's what I look at the article furniture yeah, stuff and I'm like, oh, this is still going to hold up in 10 years. Like it's not so trendy that I feel like it's not going to, um, I'm not going to, be like, oh, what was I thinking when I bought that 10 years ago? Do you know what I'm saying? It's Yes, it's like it's like millennial classic. Ooh, that's a good way to put that's it. Hot. I would describe it. I have a lot of their furniture. Now, Couch, table. Where it. are you getting all this money to buy all this article? Well, um, I have had jobs in my life, throughout my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> so let's see how they describe it. Article combines a curation of boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They're also, look, I got it, dedicated to modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. That's basically what I how I described it. Yeah, it really is. Fair prices. You save up to 30% over traditional retail. I know. That's the other thing is that you go on it and you look at how much it costs and you're like, this just feels like. It's very affordable. I know. It's like, I feel like I'm not getting scammed on this. Article is able to keep their prices low. Ah, because they cut out the middleman. They sell directly to you. They don't do showrooms. They don't do salespeople. They don't read. They, they don't mark up their retail prices. Okay. That's why I'm Which not. You love because you hate nothing more than going to buy furniture. And they're like, we have to order it for you. I can't. I can't. And then I'm like, I'm, tr I just want to buy a chair. Why do I have to pay for nine people's salaries? Like I just want, I just want this chair. Fast, affordable shipping is available across the USA. Canada is free on orders over $999. Oh, so our shipping is going to be free over $999. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. So Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. If you go to article.com slash Whitney and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Whitney to get $50 off of your purchase of $100 or more. Article.com slash Whitney. Now, here's what I don't want you guys to do. I don't need you to listen to my podcast and go, oh my God, I trust Whitney's taste so much. Whitney's right about everything. Whitney would never lie to me. And then you're going to go to article.com and you're going to buy a bunch of stuff and you don't put my name in. Don't do that. You need to support the show. Let them know we sent you, okay? I want them to know who gets credit around here, okay? I want them to know who's boss around here. Tag us. And also, you know what? This is my new favorite thing. When you get your furniture, tag me, or when you buy it, tag me in it, and I'll repost you in my stories so that I can brag that I'm a very influential influencer. Okay, love you. Bye.
Hello, welcome. Okay, do you do you need an attitude adjustment before we start this next ad? No, what was wrong with that? I said hello, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's how most people greet people. <laughs> okay, so I'm not even again, I like to try I like to do a thing where I prove to the listeners that all the products that sponsor us that we partner with are products I actually use. I'm not a sellout. I'm not corny. I don't just like willy-nilly pedal my wares and like schlep around brands and products that I don't authentically use. So you know how my skin's been like amazing lately? Yes, I've noticed <laughs> that lately. Don't you think? I think it's because of the ritual vitamins that I start I started taking oh. these I started taking these before the podcast started, by the yeah, way. You've been taking those since I've known you. I've you been around on tour. I've been taking fish oil, okay? And this is the only fish oil that I will take because it's the only one that doesn't make me feel like I'm burping up clam chowder for the entire day. You know what I mean? This yeah. is uh, it has all, this is the only thing I take. I don't take anything else. I don't even put the vitamins in this blender with my smoothie anymore because I just I can't. So this one I love because it's you just take two capsules, nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your life. And haven't my nails have been growing faster and not breaking, and my hair is growing faster. I cut my hair like I don't know, like a month ago, and it's already grown like three inches. So I know we have to keep shaving you and trimming your nails and having a pet. <laughs> From D3 to omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill gaps in a woman's diet. There's no no nausea capsule. Yeah, that's the other thing. You know how normally when you take a fish oil pill, you're like, Ugh. you start like gagging and you're like, oh, God, yeah, I, think I think I'm going to puke up wharf here in a minute. No nausea capsule with Ritual Vitamins. Design is gentle on an empty stomach. And there, that's what it is. There's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh, you know? And now that we're all wearing masks and we have to inhale our own breath every day, all day, this is the only kind of fish oil you want to take because it makes that breath ah, ah, minty, fresh. Ah, 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 bah, bah, bah. No fishy aftertaste common with most omega-3s. Now, do you want to do the rest? Sure. Ritual is did you just clear your throat? <laughs> I sure did. Ritual is traceable and transparent. It's also delivered. Subscription is easy to start and it's easy to snooze. Wait, it's important it's to that. Okay, so this is the key. No one wants to go to grocery stores right now. No one wants to go to right like the the pharmacy. This comes to your door, delivered to you, Rona free. Continue. It is. It's only a dollar a day to have the essential nutrients your body mm. needs delivered every month with no strings attached. Oh, I like that. Better health. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering Whitney's listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essentials for Women, mm. a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit Ritual.com slash Whitney to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at Ritual.com slash Whitney. I'm telling you, everybody always asks me what I do to my skin. I, I truly think it's this. Good skin starts inside out. Should I? I mean, is that your new slogan? And like the reason... Not that my girl is thrilled for me to even be sharing any of this. You can, but uh, no, 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 no. It's decide fine. tomorrow to cut it out. Abs absolutely not. But the, the reason why I like it, it's okay mm -hmm. is that the world is full of fucking scumbags who would never 
consider themselves, let alone call themselves, sex addicts yeah. who are rampantly cheating, mm-hmm. fucking just being mm-hmm. just shitheads, you know, like the fucking everything wrong with the world. Yeah. And like, I would rather be someone who says, hey, I'm a sex addict. Yeah. However, like, I've done, like, an incredible amount of work over years to establish integrity mm-hmm. and honesty and behave in a way that you know so it's like it's 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 like a blessing and a curse it's like oh you know like I, i'm with this guy who identifies as a sex addict but he, he does all this work to make sure that that to me a sex addict in recovery is the fucking best catch you can get because i mean it's that because you know i talk about sex addiction as often as i can i identify as a love addict and al-anon and all that everyone knows that about me but uh you know sex addiction is one of the fucking most insidious ones because a lot like food addiction in unlike drugs and alcohol there's no eliminating it there's no eliminating there's you just have to learn how to moderate imagine having to do cocaine once a day (laughs) right (laughs) three times a week you know so it to me those are the fucking badass yeah the people that are in sex addiction recovery it's it's like graduate school dude that's what we call we call it graduate school because it is most insidious and you know and you know for people are always wondering am i a sex addict and but this with porn Every time I talk about this, everyone's like, I must, I do that. It it really is when it makes your life unmanageable. So if you're having sex three times a day with your girl, like, that's awesome. If you're late for work, if you're not paying your rent, right. if you're not, you know. Sure. And when it stops being fun, when it starts feeling like an obligation and not something you're yeah. choosing. Porn is a no-fly zone for me. I, I, I can't fuck with it. But in, in, in sex addict recovery, like, each person defines their own sexual sobriety. That's right. Because some addicts can participate in activities that others can't. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of create our own our own model. And my sex addiction uh, manifested in what I learned when I got in there was sexual anorexia, <coughs> which is where you deprive the person you're with of sex to try to control them, which is like okay. a whole other weird fucked up. I, I understand sexual anorexia a little bit differently because I ended up... <coughs> With the, the therapist was like, yo, you know, because I would keep coming to the therapist and I'd be like, fuck, I did it again. You know, fuck, I did it again. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I got to recommend uh, an, an intensive outpatient, you know? And so I did that in 2013. And did you do no, because I did no Celibacy. Se- yep, I did no sex for a year. They, they, recommend, they recommend not only no sex, but they recommend like full on celibacy, no masturbation, no like wow. just straight up. And they recommend like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I did 431 days. Days that's because fucking <laughs> wa- so how many like i've had to quit like coffee and stuff like right. how many how many days was it hard and then did it start to just become you know and like i did not blow a load for the entire year of 2014 yeah it was october 2013 to i believe february of 2015 like isn't that did not blow a load. is that physically painful for a while i yeah, i remember i, I jokes about this <laughs> and like, as i went through this whole <laughs> as i as i went through this whole like saga yeah. It just became material. Yeah. And and it actually like kind of justified those earlier bits because it's like I started out here and, and the that first hour was a journey yeah. of like yeah. you know, I got into it and I genuinely approached this this uh sexual addiction recovery saying just out loud, like, you know, like my my whole motto was I am preemptively doing the work to become the man 
the love of my life deserves. That's going to make me cry. So that, so that I, because if I were to meet the love of my life, I wouldn't. And she would, wouldn't have wouldn't, no, she would have no interest right, in you, first right. of all. So I had to become, I had to become that in order to be ready to meet Lux. That's and right. so, and, and I do all of this work to, 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 you know, and so. And I love that because I hear so many people, they're like, I just want like a good man and I just want a good woman. It's like, but you're not a good person. <laughs> right. Why, what do they see in you? Why don't you elevate yourself to where right. your equal be, be the kind of, the person that you want is not going to be interested in you. You're going to be just right. like a fucking bunch of red right. flags. We attract people who are as healthy as we are. You know, it's like it's like the level of water like like meets like yes. attracts like and then so. i love what you're saying and the reason it's so important to talk about sex addiction is so much of it is about shame and right. the aftermath and the shame aftermath you know i was talking about this with dax the other day is like i used to cheat in relationships and like the cheating wasn't enjoy it was just about that adrenaline dopamine shame hit afterwards of oh, i'm so gross why did i do that that was so good like oh you're such well, a I, and, then, and then the next thing was the acting out with food yeah so now it's so that's my 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 most. It's whack a mole. hundred percent. hundred percent. And 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 I arrived at the conclusion with food that obviously like really what I'm after because because I've got this little negotiation system in my head where it's like fuck out. I, I just it used to be a cigarette after a, uh, after a meal. Yeah. And then it turned into like I just, a pie. I become a fucking <laughs> werewolf. I as soon as I finish my meal, now I become a werewolf yes. with the sugar craving. Yes. And I, and I start thinking to myself, oh my god, I want a dessert. But but no, I but but I, I'll be so mad at my you know, and it's like no, I, I want it, but I shouldn't have it. And then I and then I give in and 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 I fucking just beat myself up and I realize that there's obviously something very rewarding about the shame yeah. uh, like that's like the hit that I'm after I, yep. think, I think more than the more than I want to eat the dessert is that I somehow take some perverse pleasure or satisfaction in having something to fucking feel awful about yeah that's right it's sort of like back to the oh yeah I'm a piece of shit it's like <laughs> right. my self esteem was getting a little too high uh, there for a minute dude my shit used to be so gnarly like uh, mine was very much it was like binging but I never purged because I think that my need to isolate and hide uh, in fear of like deep friendships I would eat just binge I'd have like five boxes of cereal and then go to crunch on sunset uh, I'd go to a gym and work out for like four hours and it was my way of like debilitating myself so that I didn't have to have relationships or friendships or whatever yeah. you know foods a lot about like hiding and control <clears throat> it, it, it was crazy and, and it got to a point where you know with food and again food you have to eat three times a day right gnarly right and uh yeah I, I my bottom with food was th this whole negotiation like oh i'm gonna like I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna get anything in the candy by but the fucking by the cash register mm-hmm not even gonna like I look over here and there's a big bag of fucking fun sized butterfingers and it oh, says God. it says like sixty five calories per bar and I'm like, Oh, it's only sixty five calories. <laughs> now mind you, I don't even subscribe to dairy. You know, like I think dairy's fucking awful. Really? I don't even have any you know Yeah, me either. But but I'm so powerless over the sugar, I'm like, Oh shit. And then I buy the whole fucking bag and I ate the whole fucking bag. <laughs> a whole bag of fun-sized butterfingers <laughs> and that that wasn't even like as bad i don't think as when i went to go see the joker movie with joaquin phoenix i got a whole tub of caramel popcorn which i ate in concert 
with a jumbo pack of red vines. Like I <laughs> fed, I filled my mouth with a handful of fucking caramel popcorn, mouthful, and then I started chomping on a bunch of fucking red vines, chewing it all up together, and I ate all of it. And I'm like, okay, that's my bottom. That's my bottom. And so I finally reached out to somebody in the food program, and uh, I've got a sobriety date with sugar of October 13th. Fucking awesome. Yeah, so I'm like, I've, I'm like, I'm, I'm, if you count drugs and alcohol as separate, I'm solidly planted in four 12-step fellowships. Your main addiction is 12-step programs at this point. <laughs> I'm barreling towards my fifth, too. Barreling towards my fifth. Because, because like, with the spending. spending <laughs> with the spending. Yeah. Like, I gotta fucking, like, I just... And it's not. You're gonna come over to Alan on one of these. <laughs> I should. And you're, and you're gonna just be like, oh, what the fuck was all that mess? Because that, like, Alan on, like, we kind of say gets to, like, the root of all this shit, you know? Because I was going to all these programs, all these programs. Obviously, we have different experiences. And, um, but they say that Al Anon covers zero to when you started using. And then the other programs start when uh -huh. you start using whatever it is to anesthetize, you know? Yeah. So, like, all that inner child work and stuff. Because my eating stuff was so gnarly. Nothing could. Um, I couldn't do anything about it. It was just because it was all about control and the more people tried to help me, the more I pushed them away and, you know, it's about control. So when people try to control you, you recoil deeper into your disease and, you know, someone telling you you're too thin, you start getting paranoid going like, they're just jealous and I have to get thinner and I'm not thin. It was just, like, <laughs> it was just wild, you know? Yeah. And uh, the eating stuff is so performative too. Like you're at dinner with someone and you're like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to get the burger. I'm going to get the burger. And then the waiter comes and you're like, I'll just get the salad, no dressing, just oil on the side. Like you end up just having to perform and pretend like you eat like it's just like exhausting Ugh. and uh it's exhausting for everyone but i did these like inner child exercises where you have to write letters to your inner child and you know eat as if you were feeding a five-year-old and it really just like changed my whole view on food wow <laughs> and and that's like the, the, the inner child shit is for the fellowships that that are related to behavior that you can't just cut out that's right Yes, right. because it co becomes about like nourishing, not shaming, you know, there's no like you can't eat that you should use because we talk to ourselves the way our parents probably talk to us, right? Or the way our inner monologue used to talk to us when we didn't get what we needed mm, from our parents. I don't know. I, I, I think it would be criminal <laughs> to talk to a child the way I talk to myself. And that's what we say. We That's how we're able to get out of it because we just right. go like you would never talk to a child like this. How, why, if, if, right. if you said any of this out loud to a child, you would child services would come and take you to jail. Right. Why would you ever talk to yourself like that? I know, I get it. Because we're all just giant five-year-olds, right? Sure, you know? I get it. Um, but uh, And I'm so, like, and I, by no means would I ever, I'm not, I have before on other podcasts once, but <laughs> but uh, would I ever say, oh, don't, you know, <laughs> like, like kinda, kinda, I, I told a story on Mark Maron's fuck. What the Fuck podcast that, uh, that, I, that, I, that I asked him to cut out after the fact, and, uh, and he did. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's a big deal. But but I but I'm not saying to edit it out, but I yeah. am just very sensitive yeah. to to my partner yeah. for all for all of the stuff. And I think that it that it makes sense because to me it makes sense that hey, that's where I was and, and, and I'm so grateful for the relationship I have with her. And I love what you're saying because, you know, I'm in this place where 
you know, we talk about something in program called restraint of pen and tongue, where right. not everybody needs to know everything. And I right. think sometimes we think like, but I'm rigorously honest and I've done all these, <laughs> right. you know, here are my character defects. Like that right. does not mean you need to tell your partner everything you've ever done. That's it's that's not a lie. That's right. not dishonest. Like we are allowed to omit if it's going to, um, if it's going to cause... Except them. when to do so would harm others. That's right. So, that's, yeah. you know, so it's also, it's like, don't just puke up the things you've done in your past just go but I'm being right. honest to right. this, that's not sure. intimacy right <laughs> you're just right like, and it's it's not it's less about what I share with Lux yeah because we're because we're super open and it's more what I share at a public level that's you know right. and that's certainly right. the whole world doesn't need to know everything right but in this case I, I feel it's appropriate you know and I, again like I said I would rather be somebody who identifies as having issues and, and addressing them yes you know that than not but there, there's something else that <clears throat> I was so uncomfortable about this, and I didn't speak <laughs> up about that either. But but when you were promoting your special, yeah. which by the way is the most fucking incredible hour. Oh, I love you. Oh god. I mean, it's the most it's the most incredible hour. You I was actually, so psyched that you, I got to see it live ahead of time. You gave me so much confidence. I ran my hour in front of you in. Vancouver. Vancouver. I was going to say Toronto. And after, <coughs> I was starting to wonder if it was, you know, you when you're at that phase where you got it and then you're running it and then you kind of feel like a phony because you're sort of like... Right. Not, Trapped in a script. <laughs> you're not adding anything new and you're right. sort of like start to beat yourself up. And you said to me afterwards, I remember it like it was yesterday, you went, you're sitting on a monster. Well, yeah, 100%. And I, I was concerned about going to see your hour because that time at the Hollywood Improv when we first chatted on the sidewalk... Yeah. Like, I saw your set that night, and you were just working it out. The Me Too movement. It wasn't working. <laughs> well, well the, the Me Too movement was brand new. Yeah. And you were, you were like, uh, coming in really hot on like that. <laughs> You know, like, you know, like, 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 what do I, I forget what it was, but it was something along, like, what do I got to do to get, you know? You know. <laughs> no, this is, I know what the joke is, and I ended up fucking cutting it, dude. It was, it was, it was something really aggressive. It would either bomb or kill. Yeah. And it was about Aziz. And it was, uh, it was something like, I heard that, uh, uh, this, there's a celebrity who took this girl back to his house. Right. And they had a bunch of wine and they had bad sex. And I was like, who is this Prince Charming? Right. Like, or there, something. It was, it was, it was something that there was that. How generationally then, a woman who's 36 sees nothing wrong with that date. Basically. Right. Uh -huh. I think that, that, that I, I don't remember it specifically, but that sounds right. And I, I remember if, if I'm, if, uh, if I've got it wrong, the feeling it conjured up was like, as if you were saying, God, I just think sexual harassment is so flattering. <laughs> yeah, like something like that. Something like Take that. Take the like, compliment and move on. <laughs> You know, right. I, but I'm joking, <coughs> right? Because then right, I do but, another forty minutes about how you shouldn't do this, and you should. Sure, you know, sure. It's, it's all context, and, 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 yeah. and I'm not. I'm not suggesting that in any way that that uh, it was wrong or anything. Yeah. But, but but I just remember feeling like, ooh, you know, like she came in really hot on that <laughs> set, and and then by the time by the time you were in Vancouver, I was just like, wow, like she just fucking took what, what she was working on and just crafted it and molded it into this just masterpiece and I really believe it's just so fucking impressive. I, I, I love I, you. I love that's it. the, that's but, the biggest compliment you can hear from a comedian you respect seeing something from its like you know embryonic yeah. stages yeah. chipping away at the marble. Sure. You know. And the service dog analogy is fucking oh, fantastic. Um, but, but, but when you were promoting that special and you had the robot 
right? Like you came, uh, you came over to my house to film me interacting with the robot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. And uh, thank you, by the way. And um, here, like. It, it, there was no like particular plan there was i didn't know i have any idea like what it was but like i really wanted to be funny like i, I just so i wanted you know i felt like it, you know a little bit intimidated you know like uh, by the situation like you know like whitney's over and like you know we're filming and like she's treating me as like as as a comic like sort of re respecting me as like someone who she considers to be funny and i i was just in in try hard mode and like here i'm just like okay with the robot and i come out and like and i'm like i say to the robot like so what's gonna what's it gonna take for for <laughs> you and me to fuck or something <laughs> something like that and i'm just like in my head i'm like why did i say that <laughs> like why the f how the fuck did that just come out of my mouth <laughs> you know like and uh i remember I, I i just remember being like that was so disrespectful to my girl that was so fucking it, it was just such a cheap approach and it was just so like just like overtly creepy and like i just was spinning in my head like oh my god the fucking and I forget if I brought it up to Lux before or after it appeared on like the Instagram. What did she say? I, and I would have cut it out. No, 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 no. But I, I, that's meanwhile, just, she was like, "I don't watch the stuff you do." I'm like she, she's she, busy. She has her own life. Like I, I forget if it was before or after it showed up on Instagram. But I brought it up with her, and I was like, and I just said, I just said, "Babe, like I'm so not proud of uh, of of this moment. I just want you to know that I was just like in a mode of I just wanted to fucking try so hard to be funny and like whatever, just like yeah. like bah, you know, like be shocked and get the laugh, you know, and like I'm just not and and." She, and she said, just like, hey, you know, thank you for thank you for saying that to me. You know, thank you for like demonstrating that you're sensitive to my feelings and you know and it just like it, it came and went without without it, you know. Which to me is like the crux of you know an amazing relationship i was going to say perfect but we don't i don't use that word right. um is not the absence of conflict not the absence of doing things it's right. just how you can address them and how quickly you can recover like it's just amazing like the miracle of just saying hey i'm sorry about that it took me right. so long to number one even know when i was being disrespectful or crossing the line right so i'm being funny and like this is who i am right. and i'm brash and like i make sex jokes and like it's not right. about you like um but what i'm hearing from you which is just like so important and i think anyone listening in relationships that are sort of confused it took me 15 years to understand this the amount of respect in your relationship it took me so long to realize that i've been in love with people i didn't respect i've been obsessed with people that didn't respect me <clears throat> like respect is like the number one thing and it took me so long to understand that sure and i think that like uh consideration is is you know a part part of it but you also <clears throat> can see yourself like you have done the work like and this is why you deserve this incredible relationship because you're not waiting for her to go hey that my friend saw that and that was weird and you're like what do you mean i'm fucking comedian like no idea who cares right. who give calm down relax it, 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 I, I i i didn't want to i think i did wait until I, it, it it came out because like like words never like get used to come out like it just it would fall into the category of like you know she didn't need to know that and i don't know why and i probably should have been like oh i should cut this no 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 you know what i mean it, it, it was fine and 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 i was checking out like uh I, I was checking out your podcast you know i was like oh, i wonder what what you 
ignorant what Whitney's YouTube presence is. Yeah. Because I, I've like been like I was like YouTube is almost made for me. Like it really, I, like, it's I, like incredible how hard you kill on there because it's it's I, I I you know everyone's like but YouTube's mostly guys so I'm kind of trying to figure that out. I mean it's it, it's uh. It, I, I was I was curious because because I don't do my I just start we both are new on the bandwagon. Yes, we are. Here we are. <laughs> Perfect timing. Got him right you before I, pandemic rush. You know what? I, I just saw something recently that that said uh, there are seven hundred thousand podcasts. No, <laughs> I, heard that, that's not true. I heard that around the world there is something. That that is that that is a ballpark estimate of how many podcasts there are. Every fucking asshole and their mom <laughs> has a podcast. This is tr uh, a true story. I get. I mean, this is how you know. A friend of mine was like, "Oh, my <laughs> trainer would like to interview you for right. their podcast." I mean. Right. The guy that this rescue organization, <laughs> like every right. everyone's yeah, got sure, and, and it, it ranks among the most annoying questions that 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 you can ask is, "Will you do my podcast?" Here's the thing: I, <laughs> because, because your podcast is relatively new, you've done what five, six? Uh, I've re I've recorded six and put out five. Let me far. tell you something about the people you're asking to, <clears throat> to take away your guilt. Let me remove your compunction. They're all fucking narcissists who just want to be on camera and talk about themselves for two hours. You're fine. It's sad. Uh, I thought the hardest thing in the world <clears throat> was going to be getting people on my podcast. As soon as you get a couple people, everyone's egos get bruised. They're like, hey, when am I going to do your podcast? Right. Like, everyone doesn't want to be the person that wasn't asked. <clears throat> so they'll start coming out of the woodwork. Don't sure. worry. <clears throat> I mean, it's 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 anxiety inducing. Now that you've so. had Ronda Rousey and Demi Lovato <laughs> and all these celebrities, they're gonna want to be on it so that they're in the same echelon. I I, I think that that is uh, the, the it's gonna snowball. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping it will because yes. at, at, at current. I just feel anxious. And you're always so good. I remember when you did Rogan, you did an episode where you talked, it this totally blew my mind, um, about drug use and about how it, I might be getting this wrong, like corrodes the wall. Sure, exactly, 100%. I was That's like, this guy needs a fucking podcast. I remember that as the first That's thing psychosis. I thought. You you said something about you think that life is designed in like compartments. Yes, <laughs> compartments, and that if you take enough substances, you will erode the barriers in between the compartments, and thus open yourself up to spiritual entities where you start hearing voices. Because I believe to this day that the hallucinations, the voices, were very fucking real. A hundred percent. I still subscribe to it. Those fucking real spirits. It wasn't that the drugs <clears throat> made you hallucinate. It's that they corroded the walls. That right. Because they opened me up to, to other dimensional shit because I that is totally real the problem is that is it's it's a very crude and, and like it, it's it it opens you up to all nature of, of of said entities where you you let in really low frequency fucking demon shit because we're just like on autopilot you actually like you did but the, the, in, a, in a sense those barriers are like protective you know like if you want to open yourself up to to more stuff like that like meditation like like mm -hmm. it's like high level frequency shit yeah and it's much more subtle whereas you just open up the floodgates and the demons come pouring in and it's like ah like the psychosis you know dude i did ayahuasca I, like i've been very again i grew up in alcoholic home so my drug was control perfectionism like i'm an al-anon my drug was 
rescuing drug addicts and chasing them around and trying to yeah. get them sober, right? Um, I'm pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> you would have loved me. <laughs> 20 years ago, we would have been a great fucking match. Um, and uh, I had never done like really substances much. Like I did LSD when I was like younger, just sort of like make people like me that were Love doing that it or whatever. Shit. It was just like I was codependent. I was like, all right, you're doing it, I'm doing it. I cannot relinquish control. So LSD was my nightmare. Like I was just like, I had no fun. I didn't enjoy it. Um, but I did ayahuasca like three years, two and a half years ago for the first time. You and Robin Quivers. <laughs> me? Did she just do it? <laughs> she's She's gone on and on about ayahuasca forever. Amazing. I think, yeah, I think uh, I figured. I forget if she did it or she wanted to do it. I think she did it. I have this weird thing with Howard Stern where because we're friends and I'm friends with his wife, I try to not listen to him because I feel like I'll become a fan. It'll be weird. I did. Like I have a such a different experience. I'm just like <laughs> with that. Uh, and and this will just create problems, but but here, <laughs> <laughs> but here I go. I, I used to I used to be like a regular Howard Stern guest, you know. Yes. Like, oh yeah. I used to, I, I I think I was on there like sixteen times, you know. Wow. And, and truly one of the best. I mean, ranked as like one of the well, greatest. Well, well, thank you. And 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 I had this whole routine of like I would surprise him with nobody knew what I was gonna do, and it was just like <laughs> some fucking maniac shit, and um. And uh, back then, I just I, I never listened. I was so busy getting loaded. I was yeah. just like whatever, like listen to Howard Stern. And um, right around the time when Howard became uh, a judge on America's Got Talent, right? You know, yeah. Like it was, it, it really that time represented an evolution of the Stern Show. And my theory is that Howard, uh, he became much more family friendly for having been on a network family friendly show right, right. as a judge on AGT and <clears throat> he uh, all of a sudden like not going to say it took away the edge but like his show evolved around that time yeah. to be really like just so a list you know yes. like right around that time like, and so so this so the echelon of guests yeah like that like that see the i should say the floor like <laughs> for the guest was above me and i could no longer i could no longer be a guest on the howard stern show but for the most part my career has been stand-up tour yeah and uh and, and digital stuff yeah and i've built like a really like pretty substantial you'll put a video up and i'll have like five million views in like two weeks just like jesus it's uh i, I I'm, I'm really grateful and i've hustled but I've you've hustled also so evolved in a way where you know and i've seen a lot of the stuff that you've done like it's so hard to stay shocking and surprising like you are one of the people that i look at and i see what the youtube stars are doing and that sounds like such an odd thing to say but like you're doing things that are super extreme and super surprising without like electrocuting rats and poking corpses Ugh. you know what i mean it's not like just mindless artless stunts there's it always feels like a really well thought out smart sketch well, thank you. And you that did that that bring it, 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 it's not it, sloppy. It's yeah. not just like this artless like I, I don't think anybody got got in trouble for uh for saying anything about the Stern show. I'm just still such a fan. I just I feel like Sarah Silverman the way I just worship him. You know? Like I fucking worship Howard Stern. Yeah. And and 
He's a legend, which I just don't want to listen because everyone I know, he's like a, it's like a cult. And I'm like, I guess if I start listening to the show, I'm going to start, I'm going to put him on a pedestal and it's going to make our friendship weird. Because <clears throat> I had never, when I did the show, I had never heard the show before. Not because I wasn't, I just, a lot of people grew up listening to it in the car with their dads. Like, right. I just didn't have that experience. And I literally, the day before, when people found out I was going on, everyone called me and they were like, this is a great, most, can we, I come? Like people, right. it's like I've done <clears throat> so many things in my life. I've met so so many amazing people. Howard is the only time people say, can I come with you? Right. I'm like, John Cleese <clears throat> is on my TV show tomorrow. Do you want to come to that? And they're like, no, we're good. Like, <laughs> right. Howard, they just want to see. Right. And he's, he's, he's epic. And, uh, and I remember the first time so I went on, they were like, you're going to have to ride something called a Sibian. I was like, I don't know <laughs> what that is. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, you definitely don't have to. But, <laughs> but it would be nice wild. if you did. <laughs> how wild it was, you know? Like, right. <clears throat> I feel like he'd love to have a conversation with you about this, how men, especially in the public eye, who have, you know, colorful past, of evolving for the woman that you I'm have. so glad that, that I gotten serious about all that before. <laughs> you know, like it, it's just so nice to to not be distracted by the the chasing around and the all the, just the fucking nonsense. It's a like full time I, job. Oh, dude, it's awful. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's it's just crazy that we both just described that that we we try not to listen to Howard for such very <laughs> for, for such very different reasons. You know, for me, it's just like I I, I have this superstitious belief that if I go back to not listening. <laughs> <laughs> and if I just be like, like I don't have fucking time to be listening and being careful with the fucking serious app because I'm putting channeling my time and effort back into my fucking career to earn myself into a spot where I'm on that goddamn sofa again. He can he can <laughs> tell you're too thirsty. <laughs> he can tell you're a fan. Right. No, I think that it's it's interesting and it's in the things he wanted to talk about are changing. You know, it the worst is when I go on there. And like like what you said about when the robot came over, the worst is when I go on there and I'm just like, anyway, so I had a threesome and he's like, duh. I just right. kind of wanted to talk about what your right. relationship's like. Like right. I'm I'm doing right. the old me. Right. I think he wants this really perverted, like purient, lascivious conversation. He's right. like, no, I've evolved. And I'm like, oh, sorry, right. I haven't. And, and, and another thing, I, I did the things I did, I stapled my ball sack to my leg. I went in there, I fucking <laughs> set my head on fire. I did fucking, I swallowed five goldfish and barfed <laughs> them up. Like right. I stun gunned myself. I fucking like, yeah. and, and then I think now, like, it's like, nah, I'm good on that. Now you would go in and just cry and be yeah. a, a vulnerable. Right. I don't think he wants to fucking <laughs> see that, you know, but in any case, I got to pee. Okay, go pee. <laughs> go pee. And then I'm going to, and then I'm going to say about, you're going to go right here and pee. Okay. I like, this makes me think we are so close. The fact that you can just say, I have to go pee. Oh, what if I throw to an ad? We haven't done that in four months. Steve-O went to go take a shit. So now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Benton. It's Whitney. <laughs> I like that you're talking like that to me. <laughs> I'm doing ads, and I'm frankly sick of you not pulling your weight. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're going to do an ad for um, my favorite hair company, Hask. Oh, yeah, the best. Yeah, the best. So can you please do it so that I can take a fucking break? Yeah, I, I, uh, they're really good. 
And you know, I've been using um, them nonstop because I don't wash my hair. I just use the dry yeah. shampoo. Me too. I've been using it as well. I just used another day because during quarantine, while I'm alone, I've been trying to perfect 80s hair looks. Oh, yeah? Are you using the, the spray or the dry shampoo? I'm using the leave-in conditioner to get these bouncy curls. Ooh, okay. I sure am. Okay. I'm trying to get rid of those faux mullets. Wait, the five-in-one leave-in conditioning spray, is that what you're using? Yeah, I use it every day at the teacher when I really like it. It leaves your locks smoother, shinier, healthier, and happier. Look at that. Ideal for those whose hair just is not cooperating lately, which is mine. This collection has an ability to instantly deliver five benefits in one lightweight spray. Specialty blend of ingredients. Blend? Why am I? I'm talking like you. I miss you so much that I started stuttering. A specialty blend. A what? <laughs> A specialty blend. It's smoothing, it provides thermal protection, hydrating, detangling to prevent breakage, and it boosts shine. Are you doing, what's, are, did you get a job on a different podcast? What's happening? How do you know all that? I just know things. <laughs> <laughs> Rest assured, for those who dye their hair, this collection offers you an extra layer of defense. Against the heat and locks in moisture while styling. This way, your color can thrive. Well, see, that's what's so... I've been coloring my own uh, roots because I am known to get a gray or two because I read too much news. And when you use this, it doesn't, like, screw up all your color. Um, so the leave-in conditioning spray are available in three different flavors. Argan, coconut. I do coconut. And you do tea tree. I do tea tree because my scalp gets sore and that calms it. Why does your scalp get sore? Because I have a sensitive little baby scale. <laughs> All are color safe, free of sulfates, parabens, phthalates, phthalates. Can you pronounce that? Phthalates? Phthalates. Phthalates. No chemicals, no artificial colors, gluten, formulated to meet the needs of your specific hair type. Also cruelty free. Love it. Five in one leave in conditioning spray and other has products available. Amazon.com, online, in store, Ulta, Walmart, Walgreens, Target, CVS. And we're excited to announce that Hask is now hosting weekly giveaways. Love it for our listeners, where you can win a hundred dollar prize pack that includes shampoos, conditioners, leave in sprays, dry shampoos, and more. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm putting it in right now. This is how I do it. Right kind of on the this is how I get my 90s beach look. Hold on. I'm just doing it just so you guys can see. Um, for your chance to win. <laughs> Enter the giveaway at haskbeauty.com slash Whitney. Ooh, that smells good. haskbeauty.com slash Whitney, and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Haskbeauty.com slash Whitney, and this one is my favorite color, too. It's like a pretty, like, lilac. Also, guys, get this for your girl. I promise you. She will not pick a fight with you for a while. Look how good I look. Everyone's asking me, but sorry, last thing I'm going to say about this. Hold on. I'm going to call you right back because it sounds like you're in a submarine. Um, everybody asks me how I get my hair to look cute. This is it. You just put as much of this in as possible and it makes it like super thick and delicious and sexual and voluminous. See that? And it does. You know what? Can I say one more thing about this? It The dry shampoo doesn't leave like white residue on your hair so it doesn't look like you like you know fell in a vat of baby powder it goes on like really clean see that see how much cuter my hair is getting look oh the people listening probably have no idea what's happening but look look at me on instagram and look how cute my hair looks look how thick it looks i feel like i look like um jennifer Connolly and twins remember her hair in that movie it's like super thick look at that 
Benton, where are my new MeUndies? Remember I told you to order me more? Which, by the way, I... wasn't even about the ad sponsorship. They sent me some because they're uh, we're partnering with them. And then I was like, I'm never taking these underwear off. And I hate underwear. Yeah, and you haven't taken them off. You wear them in the sauna. You wear them in the pool. You wear them when you work out. No, I swear to God, one time I was so annoyed that I only had one pair that I almost took them out of the laundry and wore them inside out. <laughs> Which I don't recommend doing, but that's how comfortable MeUndies are. I wanted to wear the same one pr- twice without washing them. <laughs> but I mean, they're extremely comfortable. Well, where the, didn't a- tell our audience how many times I've asked you to order me more, and you haven't. Uh, you've asked me three times. Okay, and and three times I have ignored it. <laughs> Were you going to get me ones that, with the little no, llamas? No, I ordered them. Yeah, I ordered them. Uh, yes, I am going to get you those, whether you like it or not. Okay, I I have. I don't even need to read this. I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, so here's the here's what I do need to tell you. Me undies will deliver them. There's a membership, okay? And it, so I no one wants to go to a store right now. Nobody wants to have to go in. They will just magically appear at your door. It's like it's like having a pervy Santa Claus drop off underwear. Yeah. You know, every, every month you get the cutest pair of underwear right in your mailbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Membership comes with statewide savings, early access, free shipping, and zero reasons to ever leave your house, which is the key. Just grab uh, not just underwear, guys. They don't only have underwear. They have great socks. Why haven't I gotten they those? Have, they have robes. Where's they my have pajamas, t shirts, like everything you need to be cozy in your house, Neandies has it. They have onesies. Why haven't you got me those? You know, I'm really busy ordering them for myself. <laughs> me Undies has an offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. Okay? 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, you got to go to MeUndies.com slash Whitney. That's me, M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash Whitney. This is how comfortable me undies are. Okay, ready? So I started kind of hanging out with this guy, this like random dude. And because it's because <laughs> it's been a while, I shaved my, uh, what would you call it? Am I allowed to say my me undies area, the area that me undies would normally touch. So I started shaving that. Her and butt. It was her butt. <laughs> <laughs> so I shaved, oh, my bikini line. And this is actually the highest compliment I can give a pair of underwear. I had me undies on afterwards. No razor burn, no rash, no rubbing, no chafing. It's very rare. I like, I've never had this experience where I shaved that area, put on underwear, and it didn't create like a freaking forest fire. Just saying. So you can shave against the grain and put these underwear on and still not look like you have some kind of horrible STD. Do you think that MeUndies wants to distance itself from that statement or leave it to it? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But here's the deal with me and my ads. I really believe in the products that sponsor us. And I say no to some. Some of them I say no. But I truly love this product. So I'm going to be authentic. And that's all I can really do. And if you don't if you don't want MeUndies, I can't help you. It just means you hate your genitals. And that's between... <laughs> That's between you and your psychiatrist and your relationship with your mom. And I'd like to stay out of it. MeUndies.com slash Whitney. Again, if you don't do slash Whitney, I, I just, you're, you're, you hate me. Dude, nothing is better than just having peed on a podcast and coming back fresh.
Just coming back fresh dicked. Fresh, ready to. F There's nothing worse than thinking about peeing while you're trying to be funny. <laughs> There's nothing worse. Yeah. I love these arms. I want to. He's not talking about my arms. He's talking about the microphone arms. I feel like I want to fight with all of Rogan's fans <laughs> in his comments when people are like, she sucks. I'm like, dude, I had to pee so bad. <laughs> Give me a break. You read the comments? I don't. Sometimes Oof. Rogan's got like a army of people. Most of the people that listen just like it and move on with their day. Most people don't comment, right? But he's got like a subreddit group that sort of picks apart every guest, like in good ways and bad, you know? It's crazy. It's just, it's unbelievable. And for all the, uh, you know, the we talked about Howard Stern. Like, it's actually the one thing that you can do in my career. Yeah. It used to be like, oh, I heard John Howard. If I was yes. on Howard, I'd yes. hear it for the rest of that yep. whole day. Yep. But you do Rogan. That's it. It's even crazier. It's wild. It's yes. fucking wild. I know. I'll walk by like a group of construction workers and they're like, Joe Rogan! Like, can, can we just like even... The fucking political influence yes. where he says, I think I might vote for Biden. Biden. Uh, yeah, Ber Bernie. And then I think I might vote for up. Bernie. And then all of a sudden, Bernie was the front runner. That's right. That's right. Not just numbers up, but in the lead. And you do this like it's, you know, I think it was Tennessee Williams who said, and I, I hope this doesn't come off pejorative, but he said that like there's three cities in L.A., New York, San Francisco and Los Angeles. And the rest is Cleveland. Like most people are not able to connect with non-cosmopolitan human beings. And we're on the road. We meet people. We do meet and greets. Like we know what people value. We know what they laugh at. Like we're not coming from this elitist <coughs> place of like I'm better than you. And he's not like didactic in luxury. And I think that people really appreciate that. And he's not pretending he always knows the answer. Like he'll say one day, I don't know about this. Maybe I'll vote for this person. Maybe I won't vote for this person. Right. He's not saying like, this is who to fucking vote for. You're stupid. Right, right. No, no. He's very much, he's very palatable in that way. And it's, uh, he, he will say like, dude, don't listen to me. I'm a dummy. He'll describe <laughs> himself as a dummy. But however, that's so not the case. At he's all. like, he's so insightful. Yes. And like, it's crazy. Like he just had Tom Green on and Tom Green. I, I, I felt Tom Green really like confronted him saying, dude, look, you've got a responsibility. Like you're, you don't understand how much influence. And I think that Tom Green was specifically motivated by, uh, <clears throat> How Joe Rogan said, I would vote for Trump over Biden. Yeah. And then he, Rogan went on to clarify that, hey, I would vote for Whoopi Goldberg over over Biden. I would vote for anybody yeah, who doesn't yeah, have yeah. goddamn dementia. Yes, yes. You know? But I think Tom Green was re got really scared that How that was going to get Trump reelected or some shit. I don't know, because I, I couldn't hang in there for the, the whole thing. I was... Uh, yeah, I mean, you it's... it's but, but yeah, it's just scary. But also, we can't treat human beings like they're idiots that don't have their own opinions. And can't, you sure. know what I mean? I think that, like, you know, there's also that. You know? Well, we also have to resign ourselves to the fact that people are idiots with their own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't, I, I would go both ways and, and you know, because uh, I'm the first to say I just don't know about something. I think it's also like the kind of people that listen to Rogan, like, you know, like they're smart. They have the, they want to be independent thinkers and they're, you know, he is the they're largest, not zombies. Rogan, I, I heard, is the largest media outlet mm -hmm. on the planet. Yeah. 
Like, period. No, but, like, not like, by <laughs> a thousand, not by five thousand, by, like, like literally like tens of millions so it's like so it's like it's just funny when someone's like oh my god i'm number two on the charts behind rogan it's like but you're not right behind you're about 50 million down well here, here's the thing about being on the charts because when my uh podcast came mm -hmm. out i was ranked on the chart the the charts are only based on new subscribers that's that right, way that's right that's so right. so when you're a brand new podcast yes. Like you have a higher subscriber gain right. for that window of time. Yeah. But that's because you're new and everybody's only just signing up for the first time. You've got like this little wave coming in. You know what I love about you? You're so like, you're so, you're such a good businessman. Like you <clears throat> care so much about understanding what you're doing. I, I, I thank you for the kind words and, and I really, uh, yeah, yeah, I give a shit about everything. Like, like too you really much. take control of your business, you know? Like you understand what I'm just sort of like, I have no idea. I don't know where I'm ranked. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> I literally my producer is rolling it. I, I don't I don't I don't know if I if I if I believe all of that, but um but but yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting. And and uh I toyed with the idea of doing a podcast for a long, long time. You and know? what was your me too, what was your trepidation about it? Uh, it was fucking. I want to be on the bandwagon. Jesus, yeah. am I really gonna? Am I really gonna do this? It's for, the same. A for a while, podcast was like that's what you did if you couldn't. Like a lot of us had it, you couldn't make it any other way. But now it's to me completely the opposite. Um, it, it's it's interesting, and, and I and, and I really didn't want to have to fucking ask you because I would personally feel so annoyed when somebody said we're gonna do my <laughs> podcast. Like no, I made just, I made a rule. And I was really like, like you know, vocal about this. I said, if I have not heard of the podcast, the answer is no. But, but then invariably, I know the person, and so it's like, fuck, it's just my buddy. Okay, I'll fucking do it, you know. And then like, and then I, how many times I just was fucking so just pissed. I know because I know you're driving a van nine because, at three o'clock. Right, right, and and it's fine. I have an open mind. Yeah. But then, but then, like, I get there and I'm doing it because I'm the person as a friend. Yeah. And then I sit down and they take me down the same fucking beaten path <laughs> of every fucking where I'm just like, oh yeah, clown college. Let me, you know, like the, <laughs> the same, just they fucking grab me and take me hostage down yes. the same goddamn fucking right. path that I've been, oh, I'm recording the same podcast over. And my thing is, if you're going to have <laughs> me on, listen to my other ones to see what I've been asked at least do a little research so you're right. not like so how'd you get in comedy is it hard to be a woman in comedy like i've answered <laughs> right. this 50 times right and and so in any case it's it's annoying to be asked will i do your fucking podcast and, and so then i'm like oh now i'm gonna be the asshole saying will you do my podcast <laughs> and, and so i said okay you know what i got to a point where it's like it's just so fun i'm just i'm blowing i'm dropping the ball by not doing that right this is a deficiency in my digital profile yes yes you know? yes and so i said okay I'm gonna. I gotta do this, but let me at least make it convenient. And that was why I came up with the idea to get a camper van, where it's like, hey, the studio's in a van, and I can take it to you wherever and whenever is most convenient for yes. you. But I started out by buying this uh, this 
is itsy bitsy little fucking camper van. I got suction cups with the the, the mic arm stuck to the window. <laughs> the idea being what it's going to be like I'm going to drive around with my guests. Because <laughs> to me, that's my biggest thing. It's not that I don't want to do your podcast. It's just driving there, driving back. <laughs> it's now it's like a four hour door to door thing. Oh my god! But the thing was that I was trying to podcast while driving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I got so I've got this fucking microphone. Yeah, both me and my guest. Yeah, it, 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 it's there's just the microphone just right in between <laughs> our face and an airbag, <laughs> and we're driving, and I'm the worst driver ever. So like I'm gonna plus I'm distracted because I'm trying to podcast while I'm driving. So I'm gonna fucking crash into something. The airbag's gonna explode, and you're gonna have this fucking Shure SM7B, whatever the fuck it's called. Like it's gonna be fucking through your orbital of fucking. I mean, dude, it's the worst. And then on top of that, and in, in, inevitably, there's gonna be the point where the, the guest is is either <clears throat> just over oh i didn't realize the time or like yeah. like wow I'm, I'm i don't take kindly to what you've just said i'm gonna go ahead and call it call it here yeah i'm done and it's gonna feel really fucking kidnappy when at that point you got to drive them back to, <laughs> to where you you know yeah 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 i was like this this doing it while driving thing is not the ticket no not the ticket so and then i got into tattooing so i so i decided that i need a bigger thing anyway so are I'm you gonna, tattooing people oh my god and and, and i'm like surprisingly like uh i'm fascinated by this did you i try so fucking hard did you practice on oranges isn't that what you practice on yeah, you can you can but for me, I had the luxury of uh, during my meet and greets, yeah. which I still do, <laughs> like they, like m more than a few times, people have come through the line with a tattoo going, hey, will you tattoo me? Amazing. Like, sure, man, fuck it. You know, I don't care. I've tattooed a bunch of people who just made it easy to grab the gun and do it. I can already tell that you're good at it because of the way you hold your fingers <laughs> like this. You don't do this, you do this. Uh, what did you just do? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah like, you're like overhanded. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and that's not to say that I got like good because so many people presented me with the opportunity to tattoo them. But one time, the last time I, I, I had a guy at my meet and greet, you know, show up with a tattoo. Gun, it's not a gun. It's a tattoo machine. Oh. And, and, and the last time, then I thought, you know, now I'm like in the YouTube game, like really like, yeah. Looking for ideas. For, I said, "What if I made a YouTube video where I go to set up to tattoo, like give give crazy tattoos, but like what'll be compelling about it is that I'm gonna try as fucking hard as I can to do the best job I possibly can." Yeah. And I got at somebody who opposed I, to what? Well, like <laughs> I mean, you, you would think just like oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I went have to let that guy. I was like, okay, but but it's like I, I'm I've did, did two shows tonight, and now it's gonna be fucking two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a tattoo that like we can fit in the. And into one Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> and I scribbled Yo Mama's name on his ass, and, and that was that was done. Can you know? I ask you, since you're an expert, because I'm in a fight with someone about this, is the lighter touch tattoos that are becoming kind of in the zeitgeist, like the super light ones, do they fade faster? 
When you say lighter touch, I don't think that that's got anything to do with the touch itself as much as with... Uh, thicker lines. That's what I should be saying. Are thicker... Are these thin line tattoos that we're kind of seeing on Instagram now? You gotta ask Lux that one. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna ask her. I'm gonna yeah, ask I'm her. Yeah, I'm not exactly expert yet. I'm still an apprentice. <laughs> but, uh... I, here, Let's ask her. I only, like, I only want a tattoo... Like really fucking. I want. I really, really want to get a tattoo shit. because my deal is like I want to get a bunch of tattoos in I quarantine. I why, so can I not get tattoos? Is it not attractive for a woman to have her dog? Lux has exceptionally fucking attractive forearm tattoo. Lux's uh, standards for art are are really. But she's just like has excellent taste. She does. She just has really yeah. good taste. Maybe she can help me because I want to get yeah. their names because the tattoos I have are white because I kind of chickened out. So I got them all in uh, white. How about that? Yeah. So it's, go. it's more like scarification, really. <laughs> and it hurts. I learned twice as much as a regular fucking tattoo. But so I have a love you in white on my forearm. And then I have a anchor here. And then I got this when I never, I will never take a Xanax again. My first and only time taking a Xanax. It's I funny. I, I, my back tattoo of this, uh, this uh, my full back portrait of me. Do you really? Are you not familiar with it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I have not. What? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this before. Yeah. This is a fucking amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> that was one of my ideas for the first Jackass movie. <clears throat> and um, it, it, it was like 16 hours all told. Yeah. Like yeah. 16 plus. And uh, I, I was across four four visits yeah. to this wow. legendary artist. Who was it? Jack Rudy. Mm -hmm. And um, on one of the, it was, it was really three sessions because one of the visits was a false alarm where I thought that taking Xanax would help with the pain. Because this was the most fucking painful. Uh, like you would think, like for all the crazy jackass shit I've done that that hurts. Like, what was the most painful stunt? It was I. I, I would venture to say that my fucking back tattoo was the most painful shit I've. Because it's like a tedious, nettlesome pain, and the, and the back is just a, a nerves. Yeah, the back tattoo, it, and it went on forever. And and I was the biggest bitch that this guy ever fucking had in his chair. He was just like, I thought you were supposed to be some kind of fucking tough guy. Like, you're the, <laughs> you are the most like annoying, most maddening fucking bitch that I've ever had in my chair. Like he didn't say that out loud, but I could hear him. I could hear him. I could hear him thinking it through the voices because the walls yeah. had corroded. I could hear the voices. Oh, Oh my god i could fucking hear him and uh and and then so it hurts so bad and i would go in for the next session thinking like oh my god i'm so dreading this like what can i do to make it hurt less and i took a bunch of xanax to thinking it would help with the pain yeah but there i was just fucking falling out of the chair and he said dude get the fuck out of here shit he said get the fuck out of here i can't tattoo a guy who's slumping and like falling out of the chair body you fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that guy just disliked me so much. And it was the worst. I mean, it. everyone wants it because I did a thing where I was like, what do you want me to ask steve on the show today? And so much was, I was like, oh, this stuff he's already answered so many times. <laughs> but I am so curious about your relationship with pain and fear because I heard you talk about fear earlier and it kind of surprised me. Like when you were just like, I was fearful about something and I just was like, oh God, right. <clears throat> I just picture you as being someone who's so fearless. Like what? what's on your list of fears I mean, the, uh... Pain doesn't really seem like one of them. Physical pain. I, 
I'm not like any like particular like uh, pain, you know. I don't have any like threshold, any high threshold for pain. I just have like such a, a an absurd like hunger for attention. It's just <laughs> that like that's what drives me. Like it's not that I don't feel pain, and for that matter, if I didn't feel pain, or if any of my buddies that that uh, we did jackass, like. <clears throat> If in, in the absence of pain, there would be no reaction, which is what makes the footage compelling, you know? In the absence of fear yeah. of the, you know, it would just be boring to watch. And it's the fact that we're not, like, we're not, like, um, fearless or, 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 like, you know, immune to pain. Like, we're actually, like, we really have that, that uh, trepidation. We really have that that fear, that reaction, you know, I think that that's what makes it compelling. We're not like particularly tough guys. We're just like such fucking attention whores. I like, <laughs> love it we'll all costs. So we'll do it, you know, then that, and, and I guess for, like what drives us is a little bit different for you know each of the guys. But uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I, I feel pain very much as much as anybody else. And um, I guess like, uh, I guess I, I, I certain kinds of pain I can tolerate better than than the average person, in some way I don't know, but I'm just willing to I'm willing to do it, and uh, I'm not like an adrenaline junkie or a thrill seeker really, but I'm just an attention whore, you know, because I don't enjoy like I, I I'm terrified of roller coasters. Oh, won't fucking worst, do it. Won't worst, do it. gross, fucking hate it. But also, there's a bunch of other people on them, and there's no camera. I yeah. did. Like, bu bungee <laughs> There's a camera, a GoPro bungee on it. Bungee jumping. <laughs> biggest fear ever. Bungee jumping. I, I, have you jumped out of a plane? For my for my new hour. Oh, no. For, for my new hour, I did all these new stunts. <laughs> oh, no. And I made a lid called the Bucket List Tour. And, um, and so like the, the, it was like this bottom of the barrel stunts. And I was like the first, like the, the first <laughs> joke of my hour is, you know, guys, I'm in a fucked up situation. I'm Steve-O in my forties. <laughs> you know, it's bad. It's fucking awful. You know, like, Jesus Christ, this is not okay. And, uh, you know, I feel like I gotta, you know, I, I gotta hurry up before it gets creepy to watch me do these things. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm running out of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I'm, I'm shitting my so pants I'm, on purpose. Soon I'll just be I'm, shitting my pants. So I'm going all out. You yeah. know, to knock out like the unfinished business. Love it. And there's very few ideas that I had that were like sitting around that n never happened, and, and for very good reasons. But one of them was, and secretly it was because I was afraid of skydiving. I don't want to fuck with it. So, so whenever anybody asked me, have I ever been skydiving? My, my, my go-to answer was, nah, fuck that. Everybody does that. That's not a stunt. Ooh, it's basic. It's basic. I said, I said it's just too basic for me. When, it, when the reality was that I just don't fucking want to do it. I don't want any fucking part in it. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know? So I built in... I built into the, to, to my resistance to skydiving. I said, it's basic. I said, if I ever go skydiving, because the first time you do it, you have to have a guy strapped onto your back. That's right. The tandem guy. Right. I said, if I ever go skydiving, I'm going to be butt-fucking-naked <laughs> with a dude on my back, furiously jacking off. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking time it with the dude on my back jacking off such that like I'm a simultaneously falling out of an airplane while I'm coming everywhere. <laughs> and 
And uh, the come hit the tandem guy. I he described that uh, he had some on his wrist. <laughs> the camera seemed to indicate that it, <laughs> it went into uh, you know, the one mounted on the side of the plane. <laughs> and um, what were you thinking about? I brought a I brought a DVD player with me. This was my exception. Okay. To the to the no porn. To the porn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This was my this was my one. But I love the idea that you've been off porn for so long that you went to like Jenna Jameson. Like you haven't caught up <laughs> to the new porn yet. Um, it was, dude. It was, it, it was fucked up. I ended up like not even realizing, I, like, that the title of the the DVD I chose was like "Anal Destroyers 2. <laughs> but are you gonna be able to follow what's going on if you haven't seen "Anal Destroyers One"? <laughs> I mean, it, like, it just, it was, it was, uh, it was a crazy thing, and 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 the the the, the levels, the layers of this. I mean, it's just like, Amazing. and and the hour that I do is. Uh, it's the story of these just absurd ideas that were for so many years too much to yeah. actually go through with. You know, so it's kind of like, wow, what was too much? Mm -hmm. It's like an interesting, and and like, there's nary anything on the list of stunts that I did for this new hour that that one way or another didn't have implications yeah. on my relationship with Lux. Like Lux had a real tough time with I'm going skyjacking. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, she never suggested I not do it, but. Right. But it was a tough one, you know, and I uh, and I was really sensitive. Like, um, well, I remember the first time I I saw you performing some of this. Uh, you were on stage, just killing, telling a story about when you proposed to her. You shit on a fan, and it right. <laughs> like hit her in the face. And I just remember being like, "This I, girl I, is fucking cool." <laughs> I described that as as that's how I knew she was the one. Yeah, it's just so when I filmed when when I filmed once and for all, the shit hit the fan. <laughs> And like I got, I got like a little crew of people, and and like this, the first little fucking droplet of shit hits the fan, goes flying, and everybody runs except for Lux, who just just fucking holds her ground with a big old smile on her face. But that is the key. Like honestly, I don't care what you think is funny, but if you're in relationships, you guys have to think the same shit is funny. Yeah, dude, I'll say something. Like out of everything that I've said on this podcast, which Lux like it's just categorically not a fan of i will tell you the that i'm about to say the one thing that will mortify her above don't ruin my friendship with her no, we no, have no, a no. separate friendship without Listen, you i mean i when i say mortify her i, I really say this i'm beaming with pride I, we've been together for for over three years mm -hmm. you asked how long we were together before we before i proposed it was January 20th that I proposed to her and our first kiss was February 5th so it was just shy of a year together yeah um and uh only in the last mm, month two months <laughs> <laughs> she freely <laughs> Audibly. Was it an accident the first time? I don't know. You'd have to ask. Can we get her in here? Yes, hold on. Can I we get her in here? I don't. Well, no, we can't. You, okay, that's gonna be ambushing her. That's gonna be a fight in the car. No, no, no. I don't think so. You're already. Let's not. <laughs> okay. 
Do you think? All right, we can ask her if she wants to. If she wants it cut out, I'll say, I'll say, hey. I'm I gonna... feel like if Lux wanted to be up here, she'd be up here. No, no, she she, 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 she not, needs to be up here. She does not have the same desperate need for attention you and I. <laughs> she's fucking self-contained. <laughs> she's sitting by the pool, fine. She's like, I don't oh, need. Sh it. Shit. I, I, uh, Did she text? No, no, no. I mean, I have to let you go at some point, but I have right. like a couple more questions for you. Okay. About her, so. Right, I really want her to be here. That's the sweetest thing. And my question for you, I ask this to all the guys on the show that are married, um, because uh, <laughs> we're faced down here. Women always want to know, when when was it clear she, you're like, I can't, I can't. Oh my God, look how is. beautiful she is. I know, she's the <laughs> most gorgeous. We're talking about you. Hello. Uh, we're talking about you. We're talking about how he shit on you during uh, his proposal. How much trouble am I in for? <laughs> for <laughs> we can cut it. We can cut it. We. I want to maintain okay. my friendship with her. How much trouble am I in for saying that we've been together for over three years? But I know, and I'm beaming with pride when I say this. It was really hard for him to say it, and he's I, really I'm, worried. I'm so proud that our relationship has reached the level that in just the last <laughs> one or two months oh, you had <laughs> you like you 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 unapologetically proudly and audibly toot <laughs> and i when, when she does it like it i melt <laughs> i melt because like that's intimacy that is intimacy, and you're vegan, so this is very no, intimate. No, neither is her vegan. Oh, okay, I was going to say, there are some definitely... Right, but yeah, oh my God, babe, I love you so much. But I just want to know, is was it the first one an accident? You know, I don't even remember. <laughs> but I bet her farts so. are so I cute. So. I've never smelled I one. I was like... I nah, was I have smelled one. Like that to be like... As audible as it was, <laughs> his reaction was like just over the moon. Like he loves it, which is weird. But and well, I can't believe you're talking about this. Right? <laughs> here's what I'll say. That's when it's love. I think a lot of people are always like trying to figure out like what do I show in front of my man? What do I not show in front of my man? The thing is that if it's the right person it's going to be cute instead of gross. Like, you should be able to do that. Well, right. I mean, I think that what I love about it so much is that the, 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 the idea of the woman who I love, like, uncomfortably suppressing, like, the urge to fart. You know, like, like having, like, you know, that pain in her stomach or, like, or anything. Like, like for her to be like, hey, you know what? It's like, I want her to know, like, babe, I got you. I got you. You fucking let it rip. But she let it, let has it rip like a beautiful, I... perky little butthole, and I feel like her farts are just little unicorn beeps. <laughs> little. Oh my god, she's so beautiful. It's just like a. She, my girl, my girl is like, so beautiful. I like to say there's like a duck in here. It's like it's like a little quack. Quack. <laughs> 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 That's not what my fart sound like. That mine's like a llama being slaughtered. Yeah, I, I want everyone on the YouTube version. And then also, I really, she really captured my heart when you guys did this YouTube video that was a prank where 
her tampon was falling out like around people and look i've done prank shows i did we ambushed you with that so badly i was like man this i was like i was like this footage on its own is like it's it's not like they're like it needs another like another level another dimension to really like make this video count and i was like just getting like turning it into a reaction video would give it another layer and i was like who do we get and i was just like man a woman who can like kind of bring to the male audience like some perspective like some you know to be like yeah. to see a woman react I think for the male viewers would, would help uh, and I just called up hey wait can you come on didn't tell you what it was can you come over I want to ask you a question on camera and just I ambushed you with it and it was kind of fucked up to do that um, no I think that's uh, it was dope that's real you friends were, you, and I could have said no and you, I didn't you were so hilarious in that and, I, and, and that video that video performed really poorly I, I've come to realize because used tampons are a little much. <laughs> like, they're just used tampons. Guys, guys are cool with a lot of shit. But once you start fucking, once you start. Soggy, bloody. <laughs> once you start, what do you call it? Plug. What do you call it? Like, uh, brandishing? Like, uh, like well, what's the word I'm looking for? Once, uh, yeah, once you start fucking hemorrhaging. Dropping, yeah, once you start dropping bloody <laughs> tampons. <laughs> but dude, it, was, it was just like to me, I just, I have seen some ballsy shit in my day. <laughs> that most <What>? of my <laughs> shot came from Lux doing the fucking prank and not breaking, dude. I was like, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. Like that was, I was like, this bitch is like next level. Honey, when uh, um, Whitney like started crying, like her eyes, like you could see them tear up when I told her that I, when I said that uh, I, I spent all this time working to become the man that the love of my life deserves. Oh, I know that's, I love that, babe. Isn't that the, I yeah. can't, that's going to make me cry again. I, um. Yeah, I just like I, I, yeah. Your partner, I, I clearly appreciate that. So. I described it as such. I described it as such, and I even said like out loud that that I I feel like just like you know anxious and, and awkward to describe having like you know this this shitty past where where I aspired to be a scumbag, you know. But like what what I feel so grateful for and and so passionate about is that I, I got to work to. Pre Preemptively become the man who you deserve, you know, and and uh, to Thank you, yeah. By the way, Lux, the viewers are gonna want you to write a book. They're gonna be like, "How the fuck has she done that? What is this? What what <laughs> is she doing? How do we get our men to behave like this? <laughs> Jesus, she runs a tight ship." Oh my god. I, I do want to write a book, so I'll be I'll be sure to please write a relationship sure. book. I will fucking read it. What are you yeah. doing? Are you doing Kegels? What is it? <laughs> What's Kegels? It's when you uh, squeeze your vagina to make it small. Oh, you tighten it. like more of a butthole thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can do. Hopefully, your butthole's already tightened. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not so loose you need to tighten it up. Well, Lux's is great. <laughs> I mean, like, now, now we're, um, yeah. I mean, the farts, I mean, the farts sounding like that means the butthole is on point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, I, like, I love, I love it when she toots. 
That is so cute. Well, this is really throwing a wrench in my whole theory because I was like, I need to be more feminine in relationships. I need to start fa stop farting and peeing. And well, it, it, it takes a little we'll work it up to it. It was three years in. It was three yeah, years yeah, in. Yeah, and, and that's what was so significant about that breakthrough is that three years. You pee in front of each other? Uh, oh that, like, uh, we do double On decker. each other. Okay. We do double decker. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> then she sits down and then I sit on top of her and push my wiener through. I pee through her legs. I mean, granted, we only did that for camera, but. But you don't uh, poop in front of each other. We have not pooped in front of each other. I mean, I will. Where you pooped on me. <laughs> when you proposed marriage. The not? most important day of my life. No, the, what, what, what told me that I needed to propose to her was that she just fucking stood there and, and, and she even, she advanced for the, to get the shots. Leaned in. <laughs> Leaned in. Yeah. That she, didn't bu she didn't budge. But, <laughs> but to move in for a better shot. Didn't <laughs> That's a warrior. She yeah. is a fucking warrior. She's wearing a mini skirt and she she at one point like checks. She goes, Oh, do I have shit in my vagina? <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment. <laughs> that is a UTI waiting to happen. Oh my God. What's She's going on with the wedding? Are we having a wedding? I don't Where? know what I was there's no protective layers at all for that. We, uh, we're, like, we're, we're belligerently, stubbornly waiting until we buy our land for, to open up our animal sanctuary. Love it. Love it. To do a wedding. Right. We want to get married on that. Because like, I got a vasectomy because we don't want to have kids. Mm -hmm. There's another bucket list. But item. you have your goats and you've got your dogs. Right. And, you and I'm glad, too, that like we're taking our time. We're like, we're, we have, we built a little barn at our house. We've got three goats. We've got four dogs, two cats. I desperately want five chickens. Yeah. But I mean, you got to have them in a spot. Those, those Yodis will get them. So you got to have right. them. Right. Lux, Lux is the voice of reason here. She's yeah. like, look, I do so much the, the most of the work. I, yeah, right, right, right. You fucking Stop asshole. Stop giving me toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want the chickens too, but I also... She know. said, I'm not prepared to add to our workload. We should just get Lux up here. Yeah, get up here because I know you guys, I have to let you out at some point, but I just want to ask you one question about, come up here if you want. Yeah, you guys finish up. See, she doesn't. She's not a narcissist. She doesn't care. She's like, she, she doesn't hate herself. She's like, dude, I'm chilling. I yeah. have self-esteem. I don't need to take my shirt off for there's a some, podcast. There's I'm something good. so wrong with that. <laughs> like comics in general. She's like, huh? it's seven o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm chilling. Dude. I'm not tap dancing for strangers. Cool. It was great. So. Uh, okay. I can't. I, yeah, we'll be done soon. Take your time. All right, love you. Because I'm just so curious, especially love you, especially with everything we've talked about, like a wedding. Like for me as an entertainer, was I was really struggling with it because I was like, well, it's got to be funny and it's got to be this, and I have to have a, this is a, and it was like this weird thing where I was like, I can plan a TV show, I can write an hour of entertainment, but like planning a wedding, like I kept going, like I don't know what people want from me. I have to entertain people. Am I going to be funny? Like it really fucked with my that, head. You're so female. You're like you're not like that. That's such a fucking female thought you know <laughs> i don't get it like what's so it's it's like the i, I mean, and and I, I i i was like i have to train my dogs to like bring the ring we do, we, <laughs> women and fucking wedding dresses like how much thought can go into this 
this garment that you're gonna wear once. I know, but you have to understand. To the we're, exclusion. We're of. conditioned to believe we only start to matter as a person when we put that garment on. From dolls and Barbies and American girls, we're taught we're only valuable as people once we earn that garment. Right. I mean, it's, there's a whole word for that, hag, all right? <laughs> Hag is hag. someone who has not achieved that. Spinster, hag, you old, cougar, all that shit. And if you right. just have a photo of you in that dress, people are going, okay, she's worth what? She's a, right. you know what I mean? Like we, it's, it's crazy. It's like a guy either getting a tattoo or a scar on his face or getting in his first bar fight or whatever, having a big dick, whatever it is, we have been, if we don't have that garment, we're not lovable. We're not fuckable. You know, it's really it's really i mean even before i was engaged anyway and, and then the, the the wedding it's like this it's like an afternoon it's a fucking that's their day right. that's the one day they get to have photos taken of them <clears throat> people right. bring them presents like i feel like in their whole life is about looking forward to that I, i'm so excited to marry lux though like and, and i don't give a fuck about the wedding dress i don't give a fuck about the the wedding i just want to be married to her yeah that's you so know? cool and and we're not in any like big rush because like it, it the, the idea of our future being like a, our, our little animal sanctuary and, and to your point about about like how there are you know the founder syndrome i'm not sure what that means but the um the idea that there are just people who go about like with good intentions just the wrong fucking way they bring in a bunch of animals and they don't know how to take care of these animals that's not you though because you're too self-examined these are essentially hoarders these are essentially people that are exploiting and using animals for their own either financial gain to get donations right. that they're not even giving to the animals or like, I mean, there was a guy, this motherfucker uh, was going in, a rescue person with a lot of followers on Instagram. I'm not going to blow him up right now because I already destroyed his life. Uh, but he, not his <laughs> life, but I stopped him from being able to keep getting animals from shelters. He would take dogs to vets and say, please amputate one of the legs. They go, well, he doesn't need to. And they, he ask for it so that he could post videos of like i saved this dog and now it has three legs because he was fucking blowing up on instagram because the three-legged dog videos do very well i mean this is there are some people oh that are my pathologically God. insane founder syndrome is when you get so drunk on the attention you're getting from being a hero that you just essentially start uh having magical thinking and actually abusing the very animals that you are supposed to be saving it's like hoarders when you when you are i think that there's a lot of just sort of ignorance yeah. too where people aren't even like you know like that that way you just described sounded just maliciously fucking wrong sick i think that there are people who are innocently ignorant yeah yeah and, and i don't want to be that you know like <clears throat> I, I don't want to be that so and you never would be because the kind of person <clears throat> who says that never will be that do you know what i mean like you're already just too self-aware you know and too like on top of your own shit, you know, cause I can try, I do it even I'm, you know, I want so badly to rescue an animal. I've had my ear bitten off. I've had dogs get in fights. I've had dogs rip other dogs faces off, you know, just because I want so badly to help that I, what? 
What's I'm, happening? I'm, I'm, you are so upset. See, <laughs> okay, can I tell you something? Motherfucker, you just told me that I'm so female wanting a wedding. He can't even focus without looking at this fucking gadget. This is the most male shit I've ever seen. Just suck its dick already, dude. Just put it inside. Just take it. You can have it. I guess I'm just sitting here going like I'm I'm single now and I'm gonna have to date again. I realize I'm gonna have to <laughs> listen to guys talk about gadgets. Pretend I give a fuck. I mean, right. you just you seem so happy about this. Yeah. It's just who fucking cares? <laughs> like who fucking right. gives a fuck? But you're so happy and in love. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, just this is wild. I mean, yeah. I just I'm so happy for you that this is bringing you this kind of joy yeah. because I fucking hate like the, I can never figure out the arm. I'm always telling my producer I feel like I'm hitting it like, you know, uh, no, it's a, it one finger. I feel like it's attaching me. You I can feel, move around with, with one finger. I feel claustrophobic. <laughs> like, I don't I feel it. And then and then I actually get mad at the mics because I hear myself in the podcast. I'm like, oh, God, those mics are making me sound loud and nasal. And people are like, no, that's just how you sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like on Ron Rogan, he's got the the mic arm coming in from above, yeah. which is like kind of like, I mean, he, he he works his way around it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah evidently, he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he's doing, can we just do that? Right, but 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 this is so great because it comes in from underneath. Yeah. It's like super cheaper than than the the one Rogan uses. I feel like my producer paid you to say this because for the last two months I've been like, I don't like that the arm. It comes in from underneath. And if you want it to come in from above, it will. And and I'm just I just think it's fucking fantastic. I can't this wait like, to have this. This is make this is really making me lose a lot of leverage with my producer because this has okay. been like an ongoing thing where he's like, trust me, this is better. And I'm like, I don't. Think if you're if you're starting a podcast, if you have a podcast, everyone listening has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. So for your podcast, guys, for, and, and and these these ones with like the where it's like you can see the spring on it, and it's like those just that fucking nasty. I just oh, fucking, people, yeah. people hold the microphone. Right. Oh god, that is to me the most garbage shit you can do. Oh, is just be god. holding like two people sitting down holding microphones. You're just like, what the yeah. I wonder. Like, uh, so I've satisfied my. Like uh, the, the, I've covered the the FedEx. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> OC White, and you have. I walk in here, and dude, the guy like I, I've got him on speed dial. The 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 vice president of uh, of sales and marketing for, yeah. for these mic arms. And okay. first thing I did was take pictures and text them to my my homeboy. How much longer do I have to hear about? <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm I, I'm glad that I'm watching this because I've been. Off, I've been on the bench for a while dating, and I know a lot of being in a relationship is. You were you were recently engaged. Engaged, yeah, I was engaged. And uh, and and what happened there? I mean, I just it, I still don't know how to articulate it. Let's talk about the mic arms. <laughs> so I love how this is just so right. bendy. No, it's just it just I I still don't have a way to articulate it. And I'm I'm part of my recovery is being able to say I don't know. Hey, all good. You know, no, who knows? Maybe you didn't have the right person. Maybe I just need to live on your farm with you and Lux, <laughs> and we'll just tattoo each other all day. And don't you have a farm like as well as this? Until I'm able to get a what you're gonna get like a full farm because if you have horses, someone has to be around all the time. Right. They can colic. Right. Like I mean, they're just very delicate, and you know, they're they're ambitious. Yes, in, in the in the world of uh, of. Yeah. And it's a wild amount of shit. 
I mean, it's a it's expensive, it's expensive it's, and I want to do that. I want to do donkeys. I'm going to do horses. I'm going to do the whole thing. But um, I probably need a couple years to get that, get that land. Right. Get that land. I love how unapologetically just animal loving you are. Is it crazy? Well, <clears throat> do people think I'm crazy? I don't think so. I think that it's, I, I think because of the way you do it is not preachy. I could name some people yeah. who are just really tough to follow Noxious. because it's like, just stop, you know, Noxious. like the whole like militant vegan thing, I think is, uh, is, is, is a little bit. It, to it, me, it, sh it, it makes the people that you actually could convince or right. that you could interest shuts them down and makes them not it it stop i shut down when people yell at me and preach right. me it's it's there, there's there's a real feeling that if you're not vegan enough you know that like where we start like actually alienating people who are on the same fucking team that's exactly it so i i look and i don't post most of my animal rescue stuff because a lot of the reason i'm able to get animals out of uh, abusive situations is the agreement i say is i won't put this on social media your name will not be involved give me the tiger and nothing or give me the horse nothing else will be said right so that's a big part of it so most of it is anonymous so but i do try to post if i'm trying to get a dog a home or trying to just go yeah. hey we're in quarantine great time to foster a dog you know like um never want to bully people but because i have so many animal people sort of in my world which i'm grateful for but i'll get messages where if i'm wearing a shirt people go you're wearing a silk shirt and that's worm rape and i'm just like okay Right. You like I, I'm, I'm proud of myself for not even having noticed that you have animals on your shirt because, like, I'm just not. <laughs> I like. Uh, you're not, I, I, not once have I looked at your breasts. You're like Lux. If Lux doesn't write a book, if you're you have blinders on in a way that I'm not even a woman to you. He has not even looked below my neck. I mean, granted, this is probably just the least sexual. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this I managed to neuter myself with this shirt. But I just mean I'll be wearing something or. Or if someone sees me eating honey, they'll be like, that's bee rape. I'm right. Like, I post videos like I, taking bees out of the pool. Like I'm I got side. in so much trouble. Okay. It was it was when I was in that same fucking theater in Vancouver and uh, someone uh, came through the line and they said, Hey, you know, something like uh like uh are you, are you still vegan or and I was like, Oh, well, you know, like one second when I got cats and then I was just like I was like, fuck it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, I just, I, you know, I became pescatarian. I feel like, you know, like I got to feed my cats. Meat. Well, yeah, I got to feed my cats meat. Like I, I think my dogs, like I, I just don't, they, they don't fucking dig vegan dog food. I, I, like, I, I, part of the reason I don't eat red meat is I feed so much red meat to my dogs. And so I try to just go like, okay, this is about like, that. Yeah. And also, I, 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 I like uh, go as far as fish yeah and i also like oh sorry chicken I, like we've been doing some chicken lately. I, but also we tour a lot so there's times where it's like and because i had such crazy eating disorder stuff like if i'm in an airport and i the only choice is like chicken soup or like diet coke like i gotta i gotta do that or else i'm in the slippery slope of my eating what's the diet shit. coke What's like, that? just like if I'm in a, you know, the Tulsa airport and there's right. only a Sabaro pizza and a Hudson News. Right. Like, I can't just only drink a Diet Coke <clears throat> for lunch right. because I'm like not eating chicken. Like that gets into a whole other unhealthy right. sort of thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I also it, it I also think people just need to be on their own. Right. And, and part of it, too, 
I told this this girl that like a, you know I just the line got blurry. I'm like I eat fish. I actually subscribed to the belief that fish is good for me. Yeah. You know, it's certainly better than all the fucking like fake mock meat bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Think really not good for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, so like eggs and fish, and then it was like. <clears throat> And then, and then I didn't even think anything of it. Yeah. You know, and I think that she came back through the line again, just talked to me again to say how she disapproves fish, fish or, you know, sentient or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And then the next day I got on the airplane and now I'm seeing things like on like Instagram, whatever it was. Like, uh, oh, he's not fucking vegan anymore. It's like he's a fucking traitor. He's a hypocrite. Yeah. He's, and I was just like, wait, what? And then. Uh, and, then, and then and I was like, foolishly responded something. Oh uh, yeah. Or, 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 or there was, or there was like a, some direct message or something. I forget. But then now there's like a, it's in a Facebook forum, like all you know, and it was just like, and I just got so at my wits end. Mm -hmm. I, I finally was just like, you know. I just want, I, I, I posted a, a, a picture, an old picture of me and a, the, crammed into a fridge with all these fruits and veggies, you know, and I was just like, man, the, my caption was just like, fuck, you know, vegans can be really annoying, man, you know, like really annoying. I just wanted to say, like, like when, when people are, are like on your team, mm -hmm. you know, like let's, let's not alienate people who are really like proactive about like furthering progress mm -hmm. for animal welfare. Yeah. You know, when somebody isn't quite up to your personal standard of veganness, of, when, they're, when, they're, when they're not like, let's not attack the people who are really proactive in, in benefiting. You and know? here's what I'll say. I think in anything extremism is where it shit hits the fan. So I'm sure there are cool Republicans. There's cool Democrats. It's just the extreme. Cool Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know some fucking cool Republicans who are like, you know, very liberal in some areas. And, very, right. and, and I know some that go back and forth. I, I can't imagine right. being one, you know, but I just think to me, it's always like, and I'm, I sometimes do come to the defense of the non non-vocal vegans who are just like, yeah, do what you want, man. I'm going to do, like, Ian Edwards and Neil Brennan. <laughs> right. Like, like, you know. Travis Barker. I, yeah, right. I've known them for 10 years. We've had, you know. Right. Neil and I have dinner, used to have dinner once a week. Never once does right. he even talk about, you know. Right. So it's like there are some cool ones. We just, of course, hear from the right. didactic sort right, of right, right. nasty ones, you and, know. And, uh, and, 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 and you're absolutely right. There are totally wonderful vegan people, and, and it is just like. They're just like, do the best you can. Extremes. Do you. Yeah. yeah, do the best right. you can. You know, I just, I had a pig, and I stumbled upon getting a pig. I didn't plan on getting a pig. Once you fucking have a pig and you see how smart they are, it's just like I just couldn't go back. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like one of those things with just pigs. It was just like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, I just, I mean, so much smarter than my dogs. <laughs> it was just right. like, you know. You know what it was for me was when I was hearing all the voices on drugs. Yeah. Like, I, I was I was just, I, I needed to know more about what I had this connection with. Like, I was like, the, the barriers were eroded. Now I'm interacting with these spirit entities. And so I was, I was you know, I took to the internet to research spirituality and, like, what's, learn, what, what's going on? What am I privy to? Like, yeah. let, me, let me learn about what it is. And I came upon this video of, like, a fucking Krishna consciousness guru in India. And he just said one thing that caught me. He said... How can you expect to be saved if you eat meat? 
Like she seemed like, you know, and, and I think by anybody's standards, whether it's like uh, go to heaven, be saved, nirvana, like whatever it is, like there's some kind of a consensus that the human experience is, is essentially we're in a fucking jam and we're trying to get out of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. We want, we want to ascend as we're in this fucking thing and it's like we need to be saved, we need to fucking yeah. get out of here, we need to go to heaven, but whatever we're in, we're in, we're in a fucking jam. Yeah. And like the idea of this is to somehow, like no matter what religion or spiritual, like, you know, wisdom is like our purpose is to get out of this jam by, yeah. by by finding salvation yeah and this guy who is like this spiritual how can you expect to be saved if you, and then i thought oh no i'm not gonna be saved because i'm fucking eating meat and i, I immediately <laughs> i mean no, i didn't I, I stopped eating meat except for fish at that time yeah because i was like oh well fucking jesus like was a fisherman man like, like <laughs> eating fish has to be cool <laughs> How long have we been going? So long that I have to let you go. Good. So long that I have to let you go, but I love you, and this is like long overdue, but I'm glad we did it when your podcast was out. Oh, shit, I never... Yeah, we talked about it a little I, bit. We talked about it a little, bit, about yeah. a little bit. Dude, yeah. the Dr. Drew episode I just listened to was fucking great. The Ronda Rousey episode, I watched the entire thing in one sitting. Wow, it was just you. so fun to watch. Like, you get people that are so, like, you have such good chemistry with, but you're in, like, different worlds as, you know. I love having all the our friends on, the comedians. We all get to see, but it's just been really refreshing, like, how you're curating your guests. It's it's just such a... I'm just tormenting myself. But I got to get someone that, like, the never guess I'm going to have. Like, I got... I've, 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 I had a comedian. Now I got to get a musician. Now I get an athlete. Yeah, like, you're, like, you're being a perfectionist about it. But that's good. That's what makes podcasts great. That's something right. I don't think you should maybe fix about yourself okay wanting, oh, yeah. wanting to be excellent that's fucking awesome I, yeah i i you I, know i want to be fucking i want to be that's excellent. why you're gonna fucking be the king of this dude all right that's it all right well, I, I, I love you i'd give you a hug but, but don't uh, get don't get the <laughs> fuck away from me all right love you i always end this very awkwardly everyone knows that bye guys um uh love you don't ride elephants thank you See you on the gram and on the Twitch and on the TikTok. Dude, I fell off my bike yesterday.